Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the BJJ Foxcast. I'm your host, Alex Martinez. And today we have a very special guest, Elizabeth Clay. Um, I got to be honest, Liz, I'm a little nervous. How come? I don't know. I don't know. I'm a little intimidated. But uh, Liz is a multiple time world champion, multiple time Pan American champion, and multiple time ADCC. What would you call it? Like an invitee? I mean, um, qualifier? Qualifier. I, I mean, yeah, I've qualified the once when I was 16, and yep. then I got invited back this uh, this last year. Nice. And I, I, I want to fix the, the Pan Am thing. Yeah. Not as a black belt yet. Right. No, no, I, I no, no Gi Pans and No Gi Worlds as a, as a black belt, but right. not in the Gi yet. I've placed, but I haven't won yet. So Yeah. In my mind, it still counts. <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, listen, um, you and I have known each other for a few years now, yeah. um, and I, wa- I want to tell the story about um, late February, early March 2020. Man. We're all getting ready for for pans. Remember that? Yeah. And uh, everybody's training hard. Um, I was on weight for the first time in a long time. <laughs> and everything's looking good. And then the world got shut down. Remember that? Yeah, that was insane. Especially that was supposed to be my first ski competition as a, as a brown belt. Yep. And because of all of that, I ended up not competing yep. at all. Like in the brown belt division, except for Nogi Worlds. No kidding. Previously. That was it. I lost literally my entire brown belt year. The only thing I got was Nogi Worlds, and I don't think people realize I had only gotten my brown belt like two or three weeks before <laughs> yeah, Nogi Worlds. Yeah. So I literally, as far as competing, I had less than a month wow. competing like as a brown belt because wow. I was supposed to do Europeans, and Europeans happened that year. Yeah. Um, but it just didn't work out with getting like sponsors to pay for stuff. Yeah. And if you live in the U.S., going to Euros is really expensive. It's, so it's, if you, it's if, staying there. Exa- exactly. Yeah. So if yeah. you don't have sponsors that are paying for you. I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know about other yeah. people. <clears throat> yeah. So, and then that happened and me and my brother were staying with you guys yes. and it's going on and we're like, well, what's going on? Yeah. And I'm all the training was super good and I was feeling great. Yeah. And I just remember, I think I was out eating Chipotle with uh, Josh and Yaya <laughs> and they're like, I think they're going to cancel it. I was like, no way. No way. Yeah. No way. They can't yeah. shut everything down. Yeah. There's and, no way that can happen, right? Yeah. Like, it's in, like, a week and a half. There's no way that's going to happen. Yep. And it got shut down, yep. and it got canceled. And I remember being, like, everyone, me, you, everybody flights. was flights, yep. trying to figure out what we were going to do for training. Yep. I remember uh, Dan, they, they bought mats. <laughs> yeah. We were, like, oh, God, yeah. that was insane. Yeah, so uh, Dan uh, Dan and Andrea Ensing, uh, shout out to Dan and Andrea, they t- converted their living room into a <laughs> studio, right, into an academy, yeah. and I remember we had the staff couch, S-T-A-P-A-F-P-H <laughs> couch, that everybody would sit on waiting their turn to go on, and that was, that was wild, man. Yeah, that was insane, and yeah. then, like, trying to figure out, we're like, well, do we stay down here to, like, me and my brother, at least, because yeah. we, for people that uh, don't know, I was living in Alaska at this right. point. Yeah, so that's right. So I was... I was just down here to train. That. Yeah. That's so I right. remember like, well, do I like try to figure out how to stay down here and like train down here? Do you like, do I, do I go back home like to Alaska? Yeah. Or like what's going on? How, how, how is the training going to work? Yeah. And, and trying to figure all that out. And that was like, and I, I, it, this wasn't during like a long period either. This is no. all, this is during like a, a week, maybe, yeah, a couple weeks. maybe two yeah. weeks. Yeah. It just wasn't very long. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't remember exactly how, how it all worked out, but then, you know, you guys went, went back home and then, and then shortly after that, I want to talk about this. Your, your family is really behind you and your brother in this, in this endeavor, right? Mm -hmm. In your, in your jujitsu career. Talk to me about that a little bit because they actually moved from Alaska so Mm -hmm. that you could come and train in, you know, um, in the lower 48, but what you didn't come here directly, did you? Uh, I didn't, they did. So, okay. 
for that, honestly, I kind of have to back up even further because okay. then moving down to the lower 48 uh, wasn't the first time that they moved for me having training. No kidding. No. Um, so where I started training, um, if anybody knows anything about me, I don't really talk about it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'll, whenever I get asked about it, I'll kind of be like, eh, it's a small gym, whatever. Yeah. Um, we're still not going to give names because I don't, I think some people don't deserve yeah, that's uh, okay. credit that's okay. yeah. for things. But I started training at a, um, a very small gym Yeah, where it was run by a blue belt at the time when I started wow. training. Wow. Okay. And anybody that knows about military guys, ex-military, when you think of that, uh, personality trait yeah. that normally is. That's this guy. Okay. Like classic. Okay. And I have a ton of military friends, but he's yeah. very much that like, not the one that you want. Gotcha. That, so I started gotcha. training there. I trained there for about four and a half years. So I, I made it made a long time training there. Yeah. And things didn't, ended up not working out. Um, right after I'd actually won my very first uh, Gi World title as a juvenile. It's a blue belt. Wow. And yeah. And so stuff didn't end up working out. And I remember, and this is all during the, the time period of about a month. Where I was going through and we were looking for gyms to train at um, out out of the, the state. Yeah. Because it's Alaska. There's yep. not a big one, a, a lot of training, especially where I was at. I was on the Kenai Peninsula. Where, where, where exactly is that? Because you told me about this yeah. before. How hard is it to get to that Kenai Peninsula? So you can drive. Okay. However... <laughs> It's about a four or five hour drive from Anchorage. Yeah. And the Anchorage is, is where the big airport is. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Anchorage is where most people fly into. Yeah. So if you're flying in, you're flying into Anchorage. And where I was at was a couple hours away from that. Wow. And when I say a couple hours away, I mean the gym that I was training at is the only gym unless you drive all the way to Anchorage. Wow. So I happen to be, oh, look, there's Tojo. There's Tojo. So we have a, we have a, we have a co-co-host. Alex the Tojo Cray just walked into the studio, fresh <laughs> off of his glassing. For uh, what were you glassing for today? Uh, Bighorn sheep. Bighorn. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Nice. Yeah. So, um, let me look at your camera angle there. I need you to does, slide. Does he look extra ugly? He looks terrible. Perfect. But that's just like his normal. It's yeah, just how he looks. There's no, there's no extra really ugly that. is the base. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have you slide that way slightly. He says, get there you away go. From Do him. I smell Perfect. Bad? No, no, no. I want to get Liz in the shot. I want you out of it. Oh, that makes sense. All right. <laughs> he, he doesn't want your face in it. Look so, her, she's so got all make it. So, just up. just to recap, we were, we talked briefly about uh, uh, March 2020 when Liz and Dave got stranded here. <laughs> right when the pandemic happened and she got shut down. But we're also talking about you mean when they were lucky. When they were lucky enough. Yeah, to be and I tried here. to convince Alex and Amy to let me move in. They didn't want me to move in with them. <laughs> she comes it, here and Taylor's here. She's like, "What the fuck? We What's were, going on? <laughs> this is mine." <laughs> What is going on here? This is supposed to be my, I thought we established that. Uh, you know, I don't want you to be jealous, but Taylor actually has a door that closes to that. Wow. <laughs> you gave her a door? You gave her a door. I'm, wow. That, that oh, hurts. God. That hurts. <laughs> but then we started talking about um, Liz is uh, uh, early in, in, her, in her training and the support that she's gotten from her family. Her family has literally moved. A few times. times yeah. yeah, I didn't know it was a few times. Yeah, you, um, you guys got a good thing going. Your family is so supportive of yeah, you guys. Yeah, that's really awesome. That's really awesome. So so finish telling me about, okay, so you're, you know, a few miles from Anchorage, a few hours from yes. Anchorage, and your your school was one of the very few between, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, between the airport and, and uh, yeah. yeah. And Anchorage itself, for people that know, have a couple gyms, and I ended up going up there, uh, so as you how small Alaska is, we were up there for a dental appointment. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Because it's better dentist up there. Yeah. So we were up there for a dental appointment, and I hadn't trained in probably a couple of weeks um, okay. just because of how things went at my old school. Yeah. And literally went in, and this is also how I became Aries, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, 
walked into Legacy, and for people who don't know, that's an Aries affiliate. Yep. And walked in, did a class, and I was like, oh, we don't have to move out of state. I like it here. I moved away. I was 16. I was fresh 16. So this wow. was in June. My birthday's in June. Yeah. So I just turned 16, um, maybe like, I think literally like six days before. No kidding. And I moved up to Anchorage by myself to live with a family there until my family could uh, come up. So I was up in Anchorage by myself, basically, as a fresh 16-year-old to be able to be there for training. And then eventually, obviously, it would my right? Yeah. So, so when did you... I mean, you know, obviously everybody has that moment when I, I love jujitsu, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, you took it at another level. You're a professional athlete yeah. at that point, right? Yeah. When did you decide, hey, I'm going to go all in? Because you were a gymnast before, mm-hmm. right? Your family, you have a long yep. history with, gy- with mm-hmm. gymnastics. And um, so when did you say, hey, I'm going to sell out. This is going to be my thing. No matter what happens, jujitsu is it. Um, so from right away, I knew I wanted to do it uh, professionally, but I still had that route of like, um, I wanted to be a doctor and okay. I, the time that I decided that I was, you know, when I actually made the decision, I was like 13 or 14 because I always did super well in school and I was homeschooled and through the programs that you have, you can start going to college as soon as you get into high school. Wow. So I basically made that decision as soon as I got into high school and I got into high school, um, on the earlier side. So I was, I was, I was probably about 14, but okay. it's about when I was going in and I was like, Hey, uh, yeah, I, so I'm not going to college early, which means I'm not going to college at all. Yeah. And I'm going to be a professional athlete. Awesome. And it, so I was, I was pretty young. So I was like, like, again, like 13 or 14, maybe when I made that decision. Wow. Wow. So, you know, my, my 13 and 14 year olds were still forgetting like their jackets at the movies. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, let let, let alone knowing what they want to do for the rest of the Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that, that's really cool that you had that, you know, early on. And so how did it, how did it come about where your parents are, or your, your family is like, you know what, it's a good idea. Let's go to Anchorage. How, how did that come about? Uh, basically <clears throat> in, in my mom and my dad's mind, but my mom was always very, um, was even more so than my dad. My dad's always super supportive. If you've ever talked yeah. to my dad, you look at his Instagram, his Instagram is, is literally like me and my brother. <laughs> and the, the funniest thing, <clears throat> there's six others of us. And I yes. don't think people uh, uh, realize that. And the thing is, it's not like my family's just crazy about me and my brother. Um, my mom was like that with my older siblings in, in gymnastics. The yeah. reason I wasn't able to take gymnastics as far was because gymnastics is really expensive. Yeah. So there were only, you know, I, I don't come from a, a wealthy family right. by mm-hmm. any means. Right. Um, I've had, you know, kind of all spectrums uh, as far as living goes. And I think if... if <laughs> I tell some stories about when I was younger. Um, it would surprise a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, but they were just always super, super supportive. And basically, at that point, I had I had already won Worlds and that type of thing. And it was also like my mom was like, well, it's not just her. Because at, at the time, my uh, my three younger brothers trained as well. So yeah. they didn't have training either. Oh, okay. So okay. my mom was kind of like, you know, you've already put this much into it. My, my dad, too, they're like, you've already put this much into it. Your brothers also don't have somewhere to train. You know, um, yeah, as, you know, as soon as we can, we'll move. And, and it was hard because we went from having, um, I'd never lived in an apartment until mm. I was 16 years old and yeah. moved um, to Anchorage. We went from having, you know, when I was really little, we had 41 acres. And then wow. we went to five acres. And then we had, like, 12 in Alaska. But we always had, like, property. Yeah. Yeah, I'd awesome. never lived even in a subdivision. Wow. So we went from that to, like, yeah, I moved up by myself, whatever, and then when they came up, we were in this like little, was it three bedroom? I think it was like a little, but it was like a tiny three bedroom apartment. It was not like a big three bedroom. Like when I say tiny, I mean like 
the size of the studio was one of the bedrooms, like wow. tiny. Yeah. And yeah. it whoa, there was whoa 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 this studio is big and no it's not <laughs> no, it's, you're talking about for a bedroom though when you're when you're talking about you know four kids this is Zach's yeah. room let's do oh, this yeah, no. <laughs> let's all stand up and walk around the table see how that works out <laughs> yeah, tripping but, over all your wires yeah. <laughs> but you know there are four kids and then yeah. my mom and my dad uh, in this and that was literally and then obviously eventually um, I think within like a year or two bought a house up there so yeah. it, it just took a little bit of of time to get to that point, but there was a lot of sacrifice on, on all fronts that went to this. Um, I, I, at 16, I literally lived in a car with my mom and one of my brothers for a couple weeks to be able to train. Wow. That's wild. And, and like, this wasn't just me making the sacrifice. Like this yeah. is, this is my entire family making yeah. the sacrifice. Well, you mentioned and you did worlds. I mean, that's yeah. flying down to California at the time, right? Yep. Yeah. By myself. <coughs> yeah, that's Long Beach, right? That's yep. not a yeah so, a hotel and so for the first one, my mom actually flew down with me. Uh -huh. Um, okay. I didn't have a coach though. I had no coach. I just had my mom with me. Wow. And yeah, it, it was insane. And what's funny is one of the guys that ended up uh, coaching me there was just one of the guys from Alaska. Ended up being one of the guys that trained over at a, at, Le at Legacy. Oh no, kidding! Wow. Oh shit! Wow. And, but what's funny is when this was going on, he was not. He was from one of the different teams that okay. was up there, and he ended up switching over. I feel to like the Arizona kind of does that too. Funny. Like you yeah. find a guy like that's at you know you train with him here in, in Phoenix or whatever, yeah. and they're like, we're not the same team, but we're like kind of Arizona community. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Sure that happens yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so let's let's. Uh, I don't know if we're fast forwarding or rewinding. You win worlds, mm -hmm. and then this sixteen-year-old kid goes to. Um, it was in, I believe it was in. California, the West Coast Trials was was it in California mm -hmm. at the time? Yep. Sixteen year old blue belt, and you win the West Coast Trials. Yeah, that was the, that was the following year. Yeah, can you let everybody know what ADCC is and what it means to you in your career? Uh, so ADCC is basically the uh, Olympics of nogi jiu jitsu. If you you know if you follow any of it, it only happens um, once every two years, mm -hmm. and. Uh, this is funny. I hated Nogi. <laughs> I hated Nogi. Yeah. Like, I remember training for this competition, and they'd be like, hey, we need to do Nogi. We can do Gi or Nogi. And I remember looking over and telling people, and being like, we're doing Gi, right? You want to train Gi. Yeah. Right? I was like, I will beat you up. You want Gi, right? They're like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I want Gi. Of course. And, and this is literally like eight months before this, this competition. I only started training Nogi right uh, about like six, eight months before that. Yeah. And... I still hated. Yeah. Me. Despised <laughs> it. And yeah. I remember like signed up for the heavier weight class. I was like, I'm not cutting all the way down to 132. I don't want to do that stuff. That sucks. Yeah. And my coach is like, you know, maybe you kind of small. You should probably cut down. And I was like, fine. I'll cut down. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I'm not even going to win this competition. This is, this is stupid. I'm not going to win this competition. I'm going there for, you know, the experience. And this competition almost had even more so because at my first gym, my coach literally told me, it would be a waste of time for me to even try to compete until I was at least a purple belt in 19 because I was just going to get injured and lose. Wow. wow. Okay, that's vision, right? Yeah. Which is funny, but yeah, because you no look offense. at it now, there's yeah. so many blue and purple yeah. belts that go there and just murder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? So then I went, you know, at 16 in a blue belt and I won and I kind of like, I remember like I called my mom and I was like, nah, look at this now. <laughs> <laughs> was there I, only yeah. the two divisions then too? Yeah. Yeah. So they used to have more back in like, I want to say like 2007 or something like that, but I didn't even train at that point. Also, right, I was yeah. like seven years old. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So all of it, like, I don't even remember the exact years um, that they had it, but the, they had a, a number of weight classes too. It wasn't just like three, like they had like five or six weight classes. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't remember what year they cut it down, but they, they could, then they cut it down to the two, which is 
insane. Yeah. Especially when you talk about like not even just for me, but like you have like Maisa. Maisa's fighting one thirty two. That's huge for Maisa, especially when you get people like uh Bia Mosquito that's cutting all the way down. Yeah. And yeah. me and Bia walk around close to the same weight. Wow. I just we fight in two different divisions, but I don't cut. Or 55? <coughs> no, it's sixty, which is one thirty two. Okay. If it was sixty six, wow. I would cut down because that's uh that's about one forty five. Yeah. That's you were tiny in that division. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And the yeah. thing is, if you look at the pictures from me competing, I've already put back over eight pounds of water. Wow. Because I had because you weigh in in the mornings. Yeah. And then I didn't compete until uh, later in the day. So that was I don't have any pictures of me on weight because I, I think a lot of girls can um, kind of relate to this. You always kind of want to get like smaller, smaller, smaller. Uh, I was so small. I looked at it and I went, I look disgusting. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't yeah. even like, <clears throat> which is kind of funny because it kind of did the opposite. Because I had eating disorders. I think a lot of uh, kids did, especially girls growing up. Yeah. Um, and the environment I was in, as far as my first gym, wasn't the best. And it, yeah. it definitely attributed to that. Yeah. Um, so I remember like always wanting to be small, small. And then I saw myself like that and I was like, mm, I don't like this. I look horrible. <laughs> I stopped putting on like, like bronzer contour, like. <laughs> here because it made me look too sunken yep. in because yep. i was already so sunken in and skinny i remember the guys telling me they're like and these are the guys that were helping me like cut down and everything they're like don't ever do this aside from for adcc because you literally yeah. look anorexic wow yeah. like wow. and it was not a like oh you're you're cutting down but like you can tell you're gonna bounce right back like it was it was bad how yeah. did you feel energy wise when i made the weight yeah. uh i don't i thought i only did three baths um, and I didn't remember most of the last one. I did four. Wow. wow. And yeah. I didn't find that out until almost like six or eight months later when I was talking with my uh, coach who was helping me do it. And he's like, no, you did four. And I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, like I did two. One. No. So I did. Probably, so here, yeah. here's, so here's what I thought <coughs> happened. I thought I did two baths that I fully remembered two baths and then two getting wrapped up. Mm -hmm. And then I remember going in the third bath and I remember like bits and pieces and this is how much of a, a physical reaction I had. If anybody's cut extreme weight or seen somebody cut, and I don't mean like cut weight, like, oh, you're tired. I mean like cut so much weight, your body hits a, a survival point yeah. that you're not even physically doing it, but you're getting out of the water and stuff. And for anybody who's seen me cut weight, I'm a very chill person when I'm cutting weight. Like I, I'm not yelling at you. I'm not anything. I'll get in the bath. I just want to see my time. Yeah. Aside from that, like I'm you, different people cut weight, very different. Yeah. I'm on the side that I'm like, oh, thanks for helping me cut weight. Yeah. I'm, I'm and um, I remember bits and pieces of me trying to get out of the bath. I remember bits and pieces. I, I don't know if Jordan knows this still. So if he watches this, I'm glad your laptop's not broken. <laughs> I shoved the laptop off of, uh, the, the bed. Cause I was trying to get out. It was sitting yeah. on the, the bathtub or yeah. on the, the toilet. And I remember bits and pieces of me. I'm pretty sure I, I like threw it or, yeah. or pushed it or, or something. And this is in my mind, this is all the, the third one. I don't know how what of this is the third weight cap cut and which of this is the fourth because I legitimately do not remember a fourth one at all. I really thought this was all the third one, so I don't know if I completely blacked out yeah. on the fourth one or if and uh, they didn't realize I was that bad either. Yeah, like uh, apparently I hide it, and even though I was, you could tell I was kind of done. Um, I hit it, and I still went to sleep uh, almost a pound overweight. Wow, wow. and. Uh, it wasn't like I started cutting from crazy high either. Mm -hmm. I think I started cutting from, and this was a little bit of weight. It's more than I should have been cutting from, but my body, I physically just stopped losing weight yeah. and I actually started putting on weight, even though I was weighing everything. So wow. it wasn't like I was changing anything. Uh, about a month before I was about 135 
And when it came for me to step on the plane from Alaska to head to this competition, I was 141 and I hadn't Whoa. changed anything. I, I, I was weighing everything. So it wasn't like <laughs> and a, training your ass off. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't like a, oh, I was eating around the same. And you know how stuff like that. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I physically everything that went into my mouth, I physically weighed it. Yeah. So, and I and I recorded everything. So yeah. I know nothing changed at all. Not even like a gram of food more. Wow. Um, And my body just hit the point that it was done. So by the time I actually started cutting weight, I was about 138. So I had about six pounds to, to cut. However, for any guy that even now I can cut uh, more than that in a bath, mm-hmm. um, you know, while six pounds is a decent amount to cut, it's not, it should not take four baths no, and it's, it's not, totally doable. And, and not yeah. like that. And these weren't short baths either. These were over 20 minutes. Yeah. Your body was baths. fighting yeah. hard. My, my, and I was still uh, a pound over when I went to sleep. Wow. And, um, can you explain uh, like what that, what, baths are like epsom yeah. salt baths right epsom salt baths with alcohol in there because it opens up the pores and with sweet sweat i still to Ooh. this day i still to this day if someone walks in the room with sweet sweat i can smell it yeah yeah because yeah. it's like and what's funny is right before right before i did that cut i remember like oh sweet sweat smells like it smells good yeah yeah uh i have like ptsd from the sweet <laughs> yeah. sweat i'm sure now i'm sure yeah um yeah. but i just remember after doing those baths and everything and still being a pound over i remember literally just like breaking down and like crying and being like i've literally um for anybody that was around me then like i was starving myself because i wasn't losing weight it wasn't like i just started at that like my body isn't meant to go that low and i i I think a lot of people can do one where they've done a competition and like it doesn't matter what you're doing how much more running you add in okay well let maybe the running doesn't work we'll do swimming uh like anything and everything and your body is just like, I, I'm going to start putting on weight because yep. I don't want to do this. I, yeah. This isn't good for me. Yeah. Um. And that's my, my body hit that. I was literally starving myself for months. This wasn't like a, a two months before. Yeah. I started cutting in December. Wow. Because I knew my body wasn't going to want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And it, in, in March, it pans. I was, I had only made it. I was probably, I started cutting it probably about 148-ish, 149. Um, and I was... 135 uh, wow. in March. How old, how, old, how old were you then? I was 16. 16, yeah. I mean, you're still, like, growing, too. You're maturing. Yeah. 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 So you're fighting that and then trying to cut weight. Like, exactly. Your body's yeah, it's rough. Yeah, totally it, doesn't want anything yeah. to do with that. Yeah. At all. Honestly, I think it, it might be easier for me to cut the weight now than then just because my body's kind of, like, settled out. Yeah. And I'm basically the same weight now, which is kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it messed me up afterwards because after cutting all that weight, my body didn't want to lose weight. Uh because for anybody that knows, I got injured when it actually came to do uh, ADCC. Mm. After qualifying, my body did not want to lose any weight. Yeah. Like, yeah. at all. Yeah. Uh, any Like, anything I put on, my body didn't want to lose. I could change it where, like, uh, I obviously when I was injured, I would say I had more fat on me. And then when I went back to training, uh, I lost basically all of that. However... I could like I could convert it from like fat to muscle, mm. but I couldn't lose the actual weight itself. My yeah. body was yeah. like, "No, you're gonna keep yeah. all of this. This. Is, this is who we are." Well, you crashed yeah. your endocrine system, like yeah. like you exactly said, you're maturing as like a, a human. Yeah, like that's when all that stuff is like you know developing and stabilizing, and you just nope, nope. I'm gonna <laughs> derail that train. Exactly, no, <laughs> you're not allowed to grow. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, I'd like to talk about that a little bit, going a little bit deeper in it, because we always talk about. 
um, you know, health and fitness in, 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 in the podcast. And, you know, um, I, I'm an Academy owner. You're, you're an instructor at, at academies. You're an instructor. Um, I think we've all taught kids classes. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm very conscious of like what we're teaching the kids. Yeah. Right. Um, I hate, I don't allow kids to cut weight. Yeah. Um, and can you talk about that a little bit? Um, I always, I always talk about the relationship with food, right? Especially little girls, you know, growing up and there's always that point we can talk about it or not. I mean, we can no, no, edit it out, whatever you want to do, but I think you as a role model for young girls getting into the sport, I think it's important for them to hear that some of the things that you went through that you may want to change or, or would have done differently or things that affected you in such a way that, that still affect you today. Can you kind of talk about that relationship with food, cutting weight, all that stuff, how that affects you like mentally and physically? Uh, I think it's different now at this point for, for me cutting weight because you look at it and you're like, okay, this is a job. Yeah. I'm getting paid yeah. to go yeah. down to make this weight this once. And yeah. uh, for a lot of people that know me, I don't really cut a lot of weight even now. Mm. Um, so I walk around um, probably right now, probably about 150. Okay. And I compete at middleweight, okay. which is just 147. Yeah, perfect. In, in, in Nogi. Okay. Um, now, if I got offered a, a fight that they're going to pay me enough money and it's a fight that I want, I would go down as light to, to 140. Yeah. Now, this is also day before weigh-ins. This is also I can cut in a bath. This is very different. Yeah. However, for kids, I don't think any uh, – you should not be cutting weight. Now, not eating junk food isn't cutting weight. Right. <laughs> there's a very big, there's a very big yeah. difference with that. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, I'm cutting weight. Well, how are you cutting weight? Well, I'm eating healthy. Well, that's not cutting weight. Right. Yeah. yeah. That That's yeah. not, I, I think it's one thing, you know, two weeks before the competition. Hey, you know, you, you, your kid's like a, a pound over something like that. If they eat a lot of candy, if they eat a lot of junk food, you can take that away for the two weeks. Yeah. Now, I don't think that that's a thing that you should deprive your kids of all of the time, though. Yeah. yeah. There's a because the thing is uh, a big thing that you see. I think with a lot of, of parents um, that are very very health conscious with their kids, you get the thing that when they're finally able to have it, they have no idea what self control is. Right. Yeah. They, because yeah. they never learned it. <clears throat> yeah. And and so you get it, and they go insane when it comes to that. And then okay, so maybe your kid doesn't have a. A problem with anorexia but maybe now they have problems with binge eating mm. yeah yeah which is just as just bad, bad if not honestly i think worse because yeah. at least with the under eating as long as you're eating enough don't get me wrong the 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 thoughts don't necessarily go away yeah. but the actual uh eating disorder itself is much easier to manage yeah then i would say than if you have a kid that has problems with binge eating yeah yeah and <laughs> after competition always. oh it's the best but that's different yeah. Yeah. but the thing is i i don't think but you wouldn't call it healthy no definitely but you know not. it's not healthy right yeah and it's but i all, yeah no but that, that, no it's not <laughs> but the thing is you also shouldn't be ha- i think it's very different when you do it um as an adult and it's a conscious thing than when you start building that in a small child because the thing is that stuff doesn't it's easy when you're an adult that you're like okay hey, i'm just not gonna do this right now yeah versus if you started that as a kid it's not gonna be just the hey I'm 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 not gonna do this, um, so I I think it, it's okay I I had a coach and this is while I'm cutting down at ADCC so this probably made one of the parents that thought this and this kid was like this is not a fat kid mm-hmm. right he mm-hmm. had like the normal like little but he was like a skinny kid yeah and um and the dad is extremely overweight. Okay. However, he thinks he's a boxer. Ah, and, awesome. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember he wanted his kid to cut like three pounds. When you're like 
50 or 60 pounds. Yeah. That's a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight. Yeah. That's a lot. That's yep. a huge percentage of that kid's yep. uh, yeah. uh, thing. And he's yep. like, two, three pounds is like nothing. And I remember we're about two weeks out from the competition. And he has his kid in a hoodie Ooh. doing class. Ooh, I hate that. And, and the thing is, though, here's yeah. the thing as well. Uh, from a weight cutting perspective, if you know anything from weight cutting, it two weeks out uh, does nothing. That's right. stupid. And yeah. if anything, it's actually going to hinder your yeah. weight cutting. You're just dehydrating but, right yeah. now. For but no also, reason. he's drinking water in between class still. Yeah. So you're making the kid miserable. Yeah. He's he's not even able to pay attention in class. And I, I went up and I was like, hey, how come you're wearing a hoodie? He's like, well, my dad told me I had to. I go, you can take it off. He goes, but my dad told me I had to. I go, hey, we're on the mat, right? Yeah. He goes, yeah. I go, Who's in charge on the mat? You're like, goes, I'm dad now. He goes, no, literally. No, he, <laughs> Look at me. He goes there. He, he's like, you are. And he's like, I don't want to get in trouble. I was like, you're not. Because I'm going to talk to him. I yeah. was like, I I, prob- I was like, I, I got you. Because I, I understand. I, I'm also not going to be the coach that's going to tell you to do something. And then you're going to go get yelled at your right. by your parent. Yeah. And then I'm not going to do anything. That, <laughs> right. That's messed up. So yeah. I literally, I took his hoodie off and I, I set it off on the side. The dad takes it, puts it back on the kid. So I take it and I put it on my mat. Over in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> and the dad comes up and talks to me and I go, move him up a weight class because he's not wearing that hoodie in my class. Yeah. Good for you. And if I see him in that lower weight class competing, I'm going to be mad and we're going to have problems because I know the people that run the entire competition. Yeah. Yeah. I can literally just call them and have them move him up. Yeah. I was like, he's not cutting that much weight. Yeah. Especially, I, I think he was like seven. This isn't oh even, gosh. this yeah. isn't even like a, this isn't even like a 12 year old. No, right. And I, I still don't think a 12 year old should be doing baby. that by any yeah. means, yeah. but this is literally like a seven year old. Yeah. That's not, and okay. I literally went out and I was like, no, he's not doing it. I was like, we can see, I can explain why he's not doing it because I don't think you're necessarily trying to be a bad person. Right. I just think you're ignorant. Yeah. yeah. That's all it is. And, it's ignorance. And, that's and, all it is. And, and there's that's no fine. benefit at that. There's zero benefit. Well, especially yeah. I'm sorry. This is like a little state competition in, yeah. in Alaska. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry to tell you, no one cares. No. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like you care because you of care course, about your kid. Of course. And yeah. the kid cares and yeah. that type of stuff. But at the end of the day, really, you're going to make him that miserable for something at the end yeah. of the day. And I told him, and I was like, and, and guess what you're doing as well? One, you're making him hate the sport. You're also killing yeah. his metabolism. Yep. Because the thing is, uh, you only have so many weight cuts like that in you. Why are you going to start doing it as a small kid like that? Yeah. If you're going to cut weight like that, at least do it when you're older, when it, you know, actually makes a difference and it's, you know, somewhat, yeah. Yeah. it's professional. Yeah, at exactly. least it's, it's making, there's a reason for it. Instead, you're, you're making your, your kid cut weight. That's, that's, that's why. Yeah. Like there's you said, no reason. like you said, your weight cut is really incentive based. If it exactly. makes dollars, right. If exactly. it makes dollar sense then it makes sense. Right. Well, I mean. And I still don't do it all the time either. Right. I, the the la- I when I fought uh the mosquito, it was a, a fight at one forty five. Right. I weighed in at one forty three. I happened to just be lighter. Yeah. However, this is also I wouldn't even fight at one forty five regularly, even if I was getting paid, because the thing is it's a special thing for me to go down that low. Yeah. You're gonna pay me extra to to then be doing that. Absolutely. Right? And yeah. be going that low. I agree. I agree. But I mean you made a good point about like there's a big difference between like you losing Five pounds, exactly. ten pounds versus Alex or right. you yeah. know, so one of the bigger people. Like, it, yeah. it's, a big it's, it's a percentage-wise yeah. more yeah. so than anything. And I think people li- like, okay, me losing three, three, four, five pounds is a huge difference than a rooster weight losing right. that much. <laughs> right. that's, a, that's a huge percentage yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of, of their body weight. Yeah. And you have to look at that as well. And like a kid, come on, they're still growing. Okay, yeah. maybe, you, hey, Billy can't have candy for two weeks. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. that's. He's not going to, you know, die off of that. And he's also not going to necessarily have a, a 
a bad mindset with it when you literally just go, hey, for two weeks, we're just going to clean up your diet yeah. because you're also going to feel better and perform better with it. And then afterwards, you can, you know, go back to eating like normal. That's yeah, fine. Especially or, at that or, age. Yeah, or don't even talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, just don't just do give it. them the candy. Yeah, just yeah. don't give them the candy. Can hey, I have hey, this? Hey, nah, we're going to do something else. Yeah, we're going to do something else. But Here, I mean, the, the advantage. Say. It's not a big deal. Yeah. The advantage is like a little kid at that age. It's like, it's not like there's a lean muscle mass difference between like those age groups. Like. It's, it's not like they're adults or even teenagers. Teenagers mm-hmm. is like, that's when that really starts to yeah. be a big difference. I, I, I wonder I wonder how much of it is the parent's ego. Like, oh, if yeah. he moves up a weight class, he might lose. Ooh. But there's probably a lot of it. Like, right? Yeah. Every, well, I mean, maybe. Well, let's see. How long ago is that, do you think? Uh, I guess, I mean, because since the UFC, I think there's a lot more exposure to weight cutting, like, to, like, the normal person. Yeah. I, and I think, I think a I think, lot um, of people expect that in any combat sport or wrestling. That's really common. Yeah, right? I, I think wrestling, it's super common. But yeah. I think you also get... Uh, the, the opposite where you'll get people that are like nobody should cut weight. I'm like I'm sorry that's eh, that's yeah. that's eh. not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, uh, especially yeah. at the professional <laughs> level. Now uh, yeah. I'm honestly against most adults even cutting weight if you're not at the professional point because yeah. the thing is you're doing it for fun. Now if you're talking you're uh you want to lose a couple pounds just to be healthier. Mm-hmm. That's a totally different thing than cutting weight for a competition. And yeah. I think that also yeah. needs to be talked about. If you get the guy that comes in and let's say he's 220 and not that I'm saying that if you're 220, you need to lose weight. Everyone has their different uh, yes. body compositions yeah. and things like that. Yeah, if you're four foot ten, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, okay, he he came in at, at 220 and he wants to be 200 pounds because he'll just be at a healthier weight yeah. in general. That's yeah. completely different than let's say you have the guy that let's even let's say the same weight. He's 220, but he's pure muscle. Yeah, yeah. And he's a blue belt. Yeah, bro doesn't need to cut weight. No, no, he's like. 11% body fat, you're, you're good. <laughs> yeah, you're good. And, and, yeah. He, and even if he's a little bit on, on let, let's say he's even like 18%, so it's a little bit on the other side, but that's not unhealthy. That's not you unhealthy. don't need to cut weight. Yeah. yeah. You, you yeah. don't need to do that. Now, if you're talking, you're a, a black belt at the adult level and you're, you know, 225 and you go down to, you know, a lower weight class and it'll be different, that's completely different because of the Agreed. fact you're at the professional level. Yeah. yeah. I think this whole idea of having even hobbyists cutting weight is... I'll be the first one to sit there. I think it's stupid. It, it, yeah. it is. And um, I used to do it. So I'm pretty stupid. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I realized, you know, at a certain age, you really have to watch what you're eating. You really have to dig deep and figure out. That age know, is the age you started jujitsu. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, a friend of mine, a fr- years ago, I was a white belt. And I told a buddy of mine uh, back in Virginia that I was doing jujitsu. He's like, he's like, uh, he's like, that's for young people. I was like, Hey, I said, there's a lot of people my age doing jujitsu. He's like, yeah, they're called black belts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a good line. I got I, I to, I got to watch, <laughs> I got to watch my metal, my metabolism uh, fall apart as I yeah. age through jujitsu. Yeah. I started when I was 25. So oh, I was yeah. like, I was, that's, you know, prime. Yeah. My metabolism, <laughs> my metabolism was already shit. So <laughs> it's okay. But, uh, so, Hey, let's circle back a little bit. So, uh, come into the lower 48, you, you, uh, won, uh, the West coast trials. Uh, did you actually? Did you actually go to ADCC and compete? I blew my knee out. Like, That's what I two thought. Weeks before, yeah. Um, <clears throat> with a, a a training partner whose ego kind of got in the way. No. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that still person. I'll see him, and I'm like, I hate you. Now, yeah. now was it catastrophic? Was it ACL or what? What, what was it? It tore my PCL, stretched out my ACL, yeah. MCL, LCL. Yeah, yeah. You don't hear about the PCL. Yeah. You, you weren't well, competing. Yeah. N- no, no, and I was out of training even for a couple months there. I was in a full. Uh, when you tear your PCL, they still give you the ACL brace because it stops it from going backwards. Mm-hmm. I was in a full uh, ACL brace, and for anyone uh, who knows what those are, those suck. Yeah. 
They're huge. They're clunky. I have a perma bruise. Yeah, I I literally have like a a perma bruise on my calf from it because I I had to wear it even when I was sleeping. My knee was so bad. Oh, shoot. I I took it off just to shower Um, once my knee was healed enough. For a little bit, I had to like hang my leg out of the shower because I I, I couldn't. um, My first like exercising back was literally taking it off for a couple minutes and walking around the house without it because my knee was so injured. Wow. Um, so this happened in like the beginning of September, I think. I didn't compete again until February and that was still me coming back early. I wasn't supposed to be back until like March or April. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what, what caused the injury? Was it like a, a submission or was it like... So what happened earlier is I was wrestling and I got my leg crossed up over my, my left one and I kind of got pushed back on it and it popped. Oh. And like hyperextended, I, yeah, yeah, but it didn't fully do anything yet. It just kind of hurt it a little bit, right? Mm. And I had already had problems with this knee previously. I'd already had bursitis in it. I, I had already been in to see uh, the same surgeon the year prior, but it was just pretty bad bursitis. Yeah, and so that happened, and so my knee was already bothering me. And I told everyone, "Hey, my knee's bothering me. Maybe don't go that hard on it. ADCC's in two weeks. It'll be fine as long as you guys, you know." maybe don't attack that leg yeah. or, or, or not, not necessarily don't attack it. But, um, do you guys, you guys know what the e-brake is? Yeah. Okay. Um, you're not going to get a tap from the e-brake. You literally just hurt the person's yeah. knee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so tell me why, uh, I'm doing a heel hook and this guy and like not hard either decides to rip the e-brake on my knee that I had just hurt that morning and told everyone, don't attack it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for those of the for those people that don't know what an e brake, can you just des- briefly describe how it happened? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was literally in Ashi, so leg under the butt, other foot on the hip, and he literally grabs my heel as hard as he can and rips it straight up. So basically, it does a heel hook motion. However, you don't have the time to, to tap. tap. Yeah. All the e brake is going to do is injure the person. If yeah. you want to play like that in competition, I don't really care. But in my mind, it's the same idea as if you grab a wrist lock and slam, slam it down it, yeah. as hard as you can. Yeah. You're not necessarily going to get a tap because the thing is, uh, by the time the damage, the damage is done before you can even tap. Yeah. 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 So at that point, why am I even tapping? Yeah. So in, 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 the, in the case of your injury, basically the knee is completely isolated and he's grabbing the heel and cranking like a lever upwards yep. in the direction that the knee doesn't bend. It, and, exactly. And that tears your and knee. And when I finished the heel hook and I got up and I walked to one of the guys and I was like, I think he just completely shredded my knee. Oh, no. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, so it was the guy I was training with earlier that my What's knee came backwards with. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Put him on blast. He, Who he is this actually, guy? he still trains up there and yeah. I didn't train with him for almost two years. Yeah. And even still when I'll see him, I'll literally tell him, I'm like, I still don't really like you. <laughs> Did he feel bad about it? I would feel, oh, I would so, feel bad. He, so bad. I, dude. He felt bad, but I still don't like, it took him like weeks, I think to feel bad. Oh, okay. It wasn't even like an immediate thing. Cause I think it like it, it got his ego yeah, and uh, that type of thing. And he literally just ripped it, and then I finished the heel hook, and I like got up, and I was like, I think my knees like shred- like it's not like just hurt, and and for anybody who's like hurt a knee and then shredded a knee, yeah, you you know how uh, different it feels. Oh yeah, and, uh, like, and I, all I, of us, the other thing, a lot of people through that. Yeah, everyone at this <laughs> table's had knee surgery, right? I haven't. 
I blew mine out, but no surgery. Aww. I win. I, you, you definitely I, win that one. You need I, it. <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. My surgeon actually told me that he wasn't going to do it, though, because I would need a full knee replacement at 25. That's the oh, only reason I don't okay. have it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but a lot of people think that, like, when you do have a catastrophic knee injury, that you're like, it's, like, painful and crazy. It's like... It happens. You know. You feel that like yeah. instability, right? Yep. You feel it's like it just feels weird, yep. and you're mm -hmm. like, it doesn't tight. hurt. Yeah, felt really tight. Yeah, you're like, yeah, something's not right. Yeah, well, I, I tore the nerves in mine, so I still, if you knee bar that that leg, if you ever watch somebody who when they're attacking that leg, uh, if you notice, I look at them a lot because I can't feel. <laughs> so like, oh shit. I, <laughs> I, She's I like, don't I don't know if you know this about me, but yeah. I don't feel pain. <laughs> It's it's terrifying though yeah. because I'll be getting knee barred and like I don't feel anything until it's literally uh if if you've hurt your PCL yeah. or you know when somebody's knee barring you yeah. when it's not just hurt like you can feel it starting to catch because it's starting to like uh break yeah. yeah that's when I feel it but there's still no pain yeah. I just feel it like breaking and I'm like oh <laughs> that's probably okay. a bad idea I was yeah. like I should it's probably not good it, it doesn't feel any different from yeah. when my leg is straight to when I'm getting like knee barred really bad until it starts doing that but there's still no pain yeah um Kevin Carrasco scares the shit out of me when yeah, he, he gets he knee barred like, yeah, he's, it goes he's, the he's other like, direction my, my, oh. Mine too. At the feet. It, well, when I straighten mine, uh, my left leg goes back about that much further than my other one. <laughs> oh my with God. me just pushing them straight back. <laughs> that is so Like when crazy. you're just like locking it out? Yeah, yeah. If I stand up and lock it out, it, it goes back way further than the other one. That's that why sounds people, like a good thumbnail. <laughs> 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 no, people ask yeah. me like, oh, so you still have like knee problems with it? And I'm like, oh, I mean, it just kind of goes back further than the other one. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not supposed to actually do any lateral movements because if you tear your PCL, it basically like uh, the PCL doesn't just stop the knee from going backwards. It supports all your other ligaments. Oh, OK. And basically my surgeon, he's like, so I'm not going to do surgery on it because to fix it, they have to drill through the bone with how mm, I uh, yep. torn it. And so obviously like the ligament sits in rubs and eventually it pops. And you get about uh, five to ten years out of each surgery. And they can Jeez. only do two before it's a full knee replacement. He's oh, like, shit. as hard as you are on your knees, I can look at your knees like basically your knees trashed. Yeah. Um, and this was at 17. This was five <laughs> years ago. Yeah. And he's like, you're going to get like five years out of each surgery. He's like, that puts you at like 25, 26 needing a, a, a full knee replacement. Yeah, he's like, man. I'm not doing surgery. But he also told me with the thing, he's like, I can't tell you this is going to heal either, though. Yeah. Um, he's was like, it fully teared? Torn? Luckily, it wasn't. It was it was about halfway okay, done, okay. but all okay. the other ligaments in my knee were completely stretched out, so it wasn't. Yeah. So uh, my knee basically, he's like, part of the reason you're having such huge uh, problems, and my knee would pop out and not just straight backwards. It was popping out like everywhere. A lot of um, instability there. Yeah. Basically, the ligaments weren't. They were so sh either torn or stretched out, uh, depending on which one it was. That my knee was acting like it was fully blown. Wow. And that's part of why I was having such a, a huge problem with it. Um, I would be in a uh, half guard, like top half guard and people would put me in lockdown and my knee would just start popping out Oh shit! or I would Man. like walk and my knee would start like popping backwards. And basically it was just cause I, I, I stretched everything else out. He's like, you're lucky. in the fact that, you know, uh, anybody that's trained me, I have high, uh, hyperligament laxity. So my mm -hmm. ligaments are super loose anyway. Yeah. Um, he's like, you're lucky in the fact that you have that. However, they take a long time to tighten back up. They mm. almost take longer to tighten back up than if you've partially torn it. Okay. Um, so it was good and bad. Um, but basically he's like, you're, you could, it could take you six months and your knee could heal and you could never have another problem with it. It could take you two years 
and you could literally shred your knee walking down the stairs. Wow. And, and, he, and he's like, when I say shred it, I don't mean your PCL. He goes, I mean everything. Oh, crap. And I could have to replace your entire knee. He's like, so I'm not telling you it's going to heal or that you're even going to have a career anymore. He Whoa. goes, but I'm telling you if I open that knee up, you won't have a career. Wow. He's like, so I'm not touching it. Here's a knee brace. Please wear it. I know you're an athlete. You're probably not going to listen to me. Uh, because the <laughs> A young athlete at that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Th this surgeon kind of knew me. Um, my shoulder, when I went in the previous year for my knee, and I've, I've always had a shoulder problem. I actually have a, a muscle atrophy in it from how I was born. Uh, was hollow. Okay. <laughs> the bone was hollow. No kidding. Huh. Yeah, so I, I I always yeah, it, it's Which it's shoulder? it has uh, filled in now. <laughs> um, but basically, I kept training with my shoulder being hollow, and if you crack that, you're done. And they didn't know if it was just hollow because it was hollow from like uh, falling on it repeatedly, or if I had bone cancer. Mm. Oh wow! Oh my gosh! So I always thought I was the easy child. I was the problem child. When I like think about it, I was like. I literally told my mom a couple months ago, I was like, I really thought I was the kid that didn't stress you out at all. I was like, I was horrible. <laughs> She's like, well, the hard part was you just kept going. So that's why the, yeah. the surgeon said what he did, because yeah. um, I literally got that news. This is the year before. I literally got that news about my shoulder and then went to train judo. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why when sure. he handed me the knee brace, he's like, you're probably not going to listen to me. And I was like, yeah. with this one, I am yeah. because uh, I can't even walk. Wow. Yeah. And this is in the, in, uh, it started snowing not long after this in Alaska, which was wonderful I walking bet. like that yeah. and trying not to die. Yeah. 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 I see. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. So um, how long did it take you to heal from that? <sighs> so that was. I'm talking back on the mat 100%. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So I was back training without the knee brace in December of that year. However, I was not 100%. So okay. I, I honestly, I wouldn't even say I was 100% when I was competing still. Okay. okay. I, I was still having, um, I would still have uh, knee problems and like spasms in it. And I would have to like sit off on the side for anybody that's had an injury. When you, when you push the injury, probably very similar when you come back from surgery, yep. you know how you like, you'll be okay training. And then all of a sudden you're like, it's done. It's done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I yeah. still had that over a year later. Wow. So mm. I remember training for worlds the following year. Yeah. Um, and I was training with Coutinho and Samir in Modesto. And I literally remember I would be in the middle of training sometimes. And I'd be like, they would tell me to sit out because you could see my, uh, my knee was in so much pain. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was just done. Yeah. Like I'd be training, I'd be good. I'd be able to move and everything. And then it would just be like done. And, um, it hurt more coming back than it hurt when I first injured it. Was yeah. that brown belt? Uh, blue. <coughs> I was still, blue? I was a blue yeah. belt. Okay. Yeah. 17. Uh, yeah, that was, tw I think that was 2018 yeah. when I was coming back. So I heard it in yeah. 2017. Okay. That was 2018 coming back. I got my purple belt, uh, that world's though. Okay. But my knee was still like, my knee was still so bad. Yeah. Um, Even even when I was competing and, because I still wasn't supposed to be competing. <laughs> um, but, but I was. Young and athlete. I was yeah, young athlete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Young, stupid, however you want to put it. Because I, I honestly, no, that, I they, don't. That means the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. They're synonymous. So, so wait, but when does that go away? Because I don't think it would be any different right You're now. You're still a young athlete. Uh, let's see. I'm 50. <laughs> She's 22. I'm, I'm 50, so probably about 57. Yeah. I asked Paul. <laughs> oh, oh that, that's, that's a bad one. <laughs> I love you, Nava. I love you, he's going to be like, you're not coming back to teach anymore. Like, ah, sorry, sorry, Paul. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Um, so at, at that point, you're already training with Samir and yeah. Kishinio out of Modesto. 
And are, are you living in Modesto? Are you just kind of crashing there for a while during training? So I was only supposed to be down there for the camp for Worlds. And I went back up home for my birthday. And I told my mom, I was like, I need to go back down there because there's stuff in the training that I'm not getting um, where I was at. Not that the training wasn't good, but uh, I talked about this all the time when I was there. I basically didn't know how to defend like very modern guards mm. um, because nobody played them. Yeah. And so I was still winning competitions uh, with this. However, I didn't know how I was supposed to be passing aside from like obviously like the concepts. Yeah. But as far as actual practice went, like I didn't have it. So I would literally be figuring it out in competition. And obviously, like, it worked. Yeah. However, I was like, yeah, I'm not a blue belt anymore, though. And I was doing this, like, blue and even, like, beginning of purple. And I was like, I need to go down there to, like, actually at least get some practice um, training with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I decided to move down there, like, right after Worlds. And I only ended up living there for about six months because okay. my David, uh, my brother, he wasn't getting training back uh, in, in Alaska because he's – Younger and uh, can't drive. Right. Yeah. Now, yeah. now we can drive. How old is he, he then? Like 12, 13? Uh, he's four years younger than me. Yeah. yeah. So he was so like 12. Yeah, like 12, 12 13. 12 and 13. Yeah, yeah. So he wasn't getting training. And uh, so after about six months of living there um, in, in 2018, so the beginning of 2019, I actually, I went back up for Christmas and like he wasn't getting training and that type of stuff. And I was like, I, I have to come back. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You hear and that, David? She was thinking so, about you. So you came back so your yep. brother could get some training. And and for, for those of you that don't know David. Um, don't talk about him. He gives me That is a PTSD. big boy. He's huge. He's that is so a good. big boy. Now, I met him when he was, uh, he wasn't little, but he was cute. Yeah, he was still <laughs> cute. He was still cute. He's not cute anymore. <laughs> he's, a, he's a giant. He has a mustache. Right? Like, oh, my gosh, man. I don't know what it's happened. Must, mustache adjacent. <laughs> mustache adjacent. He's getting there. But the thing, like. I looked at pictures from like three years ago, and like he didn't look like a baby then right. by any means. But like he he looked way more like a baby than he does now. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. I, I was seeing it. I was like, dang. How old is he now? Sixteen. Seventeen. He's seventeen. 17? He's almost eighteen. He's eighteen. The end of the month. He's a seventeen-year-old purple belt, and he just runs through people like they don't exist. Everybody. Oh, I know. Everybody that that <laughs> trained with him. Uh, here's the funny thing: we did that open mat, open mat uh, yeah. at at Q's. And the guys that, you know, train with us are like, man, who's that guy? And we're like, he's a 17-year-old kid. And they're like, what? I mean, he looks 25, you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. He, he looks way older. Yeah. The, so, this is a question I never used to get people. They're always like, who's older? I am four and a half years older. <laughs> what do you mean, who's older? They're yeah. like, oh, is, is he older than you or younger than you? I'm yeah. like, we're not even, like, two years apart. Like, right. it, like there's a significant gap. And I'm like. Yeah, you're both babies. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, I'm wearing the black belt. Who do you think is older? Right, yeah. Literally on the mat right now. He's so big, though. He's, yeah. He's, he's a huge. Big kid, yeah. It's and, insane. And he's doing great. I, I, I really enjoy talking to him and being around him. He's a, he's a good kid. He's I like him a lot. Up so he's a fun much. kid. Yeah. I mean, you, he's you're going to get your ass kicked, but <laughs> yeah. it's still fun. Yeah. He's not like, trying to hurt you. And, and oh, by usually. the way, he's probably going 50% against me. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, okay, so you, you come back. And yep. and you're you're training with your brother. Mm -hmm. At what point did your family say, you know what, this is the, for the good of you know the team, the the family. We're gonna move. Did you move to California? So we talked from from when I moved back up. Um, I made it very known that it was not permanent. Yeah. Um, to to, to the, my team up there, my professor up there, um, even uh, m my parents. The the plan was for us to move, mm -hmm. even at this point. 
Um, so this is the beginning of, of 2019. We ended up not moving until uh, right after uh, like the pandemic was kind of chilling out a little yeah. bit in 2020. Yeah. And so the goal was to move to Arizona. Okay. And uh, I left in like, I think it was like May, the beginning of May of, of 2020. Yeah. And I ended up not leaving for a couple of months after that just because they, you know, a, a house to sell and actually like being real yeah. adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and set up a... a adult j- adjacent yeah <laughs> <laughs> and one of my friends was opening up their their gym again and he's like oh so how's the training going for you and i hadn't been training this whole time and i was going psychotic yeah yeah um and he's like hey i'm opening my my gym back up here in in texas and i was like uh can i come like like literally uh i flew into phoenix i bought a car i drove from phoenix to do you get Midland, Texas? I know where There's, Midland yeah. is. Yeah, I drove there because yeah, that's yeah. where uh, Bruno Bastos, yeah. uh, my friend, was. West he was, Texas. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. He was opening it back up. So there's I, no part of Texas that is an easy drive to get to from here. No, <laughs> no, and I literally, I, yeah. I literally like got off the <clears throat> got off the plane, drove straight there, and trained that night when I got in. Wow! Yeah. Because I like I anybody that knows. I'm, Little, little crazy, <laughs> little crazy, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. and that's not the only time I've done stuff like that. Um, so I literally, that's how it works. Yeah, you, be you, you have works. to be a little crazy. Yeah. yeah, and so literally went and he opened it up, and uh, I was still a brown belt at this point. Within a week, I had a, a fight to win. I hadn't trained since we were training for pants here. Oh shoot! Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I hadn't trained in months. Yeah. And all I was doing in uh, off season was lifting and running. Yeah, was that when all the fight to wins were in Dallas? Yes. <laughs> so that was it. so, and it's only like a four hour drive. Yeah. So the thing is, I did two fight to wins uh, while I was still in Midlands. So like drove, f- like fought, came back. And um, Marcus is is in Dallas. Yep. And uh, a childhood friend of my dad actually lives a, a little bit away from there, and he's like, "Hey, you can stay with me." Oh, so cool. And yeah. So I literally, after that, like I went there, I was in uh, Dallas from like, I want to say like, it was like the very, it was like right after my birthday. So it was like the beginning of June to July. So I was in Texas for about two months, Mm -hmm. um, about a month in Midland and then about another month in Dallas. And then I was like, I'm going to go over afterwards. I'll see Samir, uh, spend a little bit of time there and then I'll go over to uh, Arizona. I ended up spending a year and a half in California. Whoa, <laughs> nice. Um, I, and during this time, um, while I was in California, my family ended up moving down to uh, Arizona yep. for a little bit. And they ended up kind of kind of like what I was doing while I was bouncing around a little bit uh, from state to state. They kind of did uh, very similar, just trying to figure stuff out with, you know, Are jobs like and, and stuff something? like that. Yeah, they were in Casa Grande for a little bit. They ended up going over to Arkansas for a little bit. That's right. I and remember that. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But it, it was just the whole thing. Like, um, it, it's a lot moving your family like that, especially yeah. when you're not. A lot of people move, they move for a job. Yeah. So it, there was a lot of figuring out between, like, training for my brother um, my, my dad still, uh, had, had a job on the slope. Um, so he had his, he was actually, well, part of it, he was recovering from, uh, surgery and an injury, mm. uh, that he had to done to his, uh, orbital socket when oh he was my. at work. When I left, uh, I had no idea if my dad was going to like literally die or not, or oh. be blunt. Like I, I almost canceled my flight when I was coming down because he had, a an injury at work and literally crushed his uh, orbital. Oh my. Wow. It, yeah, he was going into surgery. Wait, what did he, what does he do for a living? So he works up on the, the North Slope um, with uh, 
some of it part of it some of it he was being an uh operator on uh up there and then some of it uh right now he's working more with um the big rigs up there mm. with the the trucks and everything okay and sometimes driving on like the ice roads and stuff like that oh, which really? uh is super dangerous yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. he was doing something and he was supposed to have a second person and he basically slipped and fell and crushed, uh, completely oh, all under shit. here. Wow. Yeah. So when I, when I left, uh, to move, I almost canceled it and I was completely distraught. And both uh, keep in mind, my dad's literally in the hospital right now. My mom can't even be there neither can I, yeah. uh, they emergency like flew him to Anchorage from the North slope. It was so bad. And we can't even be there because of how COVID, COVID is. Yeah. And keep in mind, uh, I barely saw my dad before I left and he just had this surgery. And the whole time they're telling me, cause I was like, I'm just going to cancel my, like, I'm not going, I, I can't, I, I can't. Yeah. And, um, during this whole time, they're like, no, 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 you need to go. Like you've already wow. done it. Uh, you being here isn't really going to change anything. Um, don't give me like, obviously the extra help would be nice, but it's not going to change anything. Yeah. You just go. Uh, and this is my mom and my dad. Wow. And keep, like, just because you have the surgery, you don't know how it's going to go. Yep. Um, and those type of injuries are uh, pretty extreme. Yeah. Yeah. So he, yeah. his literally almost the entire under, um, they did, it's a newer surgery where they did it with like a, a plastic that kind of like dissolves and it helps everything kind of uh, build back and everything like that. Whoa, uh, which pretty is, cool. is, is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but basically I had no idea how it was going to go yeah. when I, when yeah. I flew down. Wow. Wow. To go to Texas. That's stressful. Yeah. So and and then I'm I'm <clears throat> doing fight twins. I'm fighting all while and and trying to train with uh, a, a friend of mine, but I'm I've never actually trained uh, at his gym before with his students. Yeah. And going through like not knowing how my dad's gonna recover and all of this stuff uh, going on all at once. Yeah. 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 And Bruno and Hiko Bastos are two of the coolest people you'll ever meet. Yeah. They're, They're awesome. really cool. Yeah. Um. I remember um, we we were in uh, we did uh, the New York Open. Uh, mm -hmm. Nav and I and a few other people went did the New York Open, and uh, Hiko Bastos was one of the refs. Yeah, and it was so funny because he was refing my finals match in Nogi because we did Gi Gi Day One, Nogi Day Two. Anyway, the finals match in the, in Nogi in the Open, and anyway, it's over. I won, and we meet up with him mm -hmm. uh, later on that night, and I was asking him because he did he did a seminar at Paul's years ago, and I said, hey, you should come out and do another seminar. Blah blah talking it up. And he goes, you want me to do another seminar? I'm like, yeah. He goes, you know what I should teach? And I was like, what? He goes, that butterfly guard, man. Yours needs a lot of help. <laughs> he said he had to stop himself from coaching. Uh, he's he's <laughs> like, no, he no, no, rubbing. not that. Don't, don't do that. Okay, you're do okay. That's. Uh -huh. I, I was just telling Kelsey that I'm I, like, I, the butterfly guard works so well, but like, I am so bad at it. Yeah. I hate butterfly yeah. guard. <laughs> I have a picture of him standing over us as we're as we're rolling uh, in that mat. He's like this. He's like, oh my gosh. Like, you roll with someone who has a good butterfly guard and you just feel helpless. Yeah. They're just underneath you and then all of a sudden you're on your back. Yeah. That, that's why you just shove their face away. Yes. <laughs> have you have you not seen how I did? I yeah. literally yeah. go to the forehead and then under and I just push it. I hate, I hate being I hate in it. butterfly guard. I hate playing butterfly guard. Do you really? I okay. hate it. Which is the funniest thing because you'll look on flow sometimes. You're like, Elizabeth Clay plays butterfly guard. I was like, no, yeah, I don't. No, I, I don't. hate <laughs> butterfly guard. I, was I hate that guard. <laughs> I, was, I had my feet. On their knees. Yeah. That is not butterfly That's guard. True. I hate butterfly yeah. guard. It's a great transition to like single leg. No, yeah. butterfly guard is wonderful. If you're good at it, it's yeah. great. Yeah. I have so I part of the reason I hate it so much is because like I spent time trying to be good at it. Yeah, I literally I'm, I'm like that's the guard I play if I want my guard passed. <laughs> and I I don't I don't get my guard passed a ton. But yeah. if I want to get my guard passed, that's the guard that I play. I just 
despise butterfly. Like, <laughs> I hate it. I feel that way about Deep Half. I freaking uh, hate Deep Honestly, Half. as much as I hate Deep Half, I prefer Deep Half over Butterfly. Whoa. That, and right. that's like, that's saying <laughs> so. Yeah. Deep Half that's, depends on who's on top. Nah, screw that. I freaking hate it. No, I'm I just, hate so here's, a, I'm going to go Deep Half, and then I'm just going to bail out the back and try to jump on you. Yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> that's my Deep Half. That that's it. Or the yeah. waiter. The waiter sweep. I yeah. love the waiter sweep. I hate being in Deep Half. It's oh, I, a, I don't mind because I'm, I'm just going to smash your face. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm okay with that yeah. because, it, oh, it's all oh, your face. It's your yeah, fault. Yeah. yeah. It kind of like usually put, ends up in like a cool scramble if you're like floating on top. Yeah. Yeah, no. it, it does. Yeah, yeah it I, can. I'll just smash your face or guillotine you. Yeah. So either, <laughs> either way, your face is going to hurt. Yeah. So um, so let's kind of close the loop on, on where you're training now. Yep. So now you're in Goodyear. Yes. Right. Goodyear, Arizona, training with uh, Kishinio. Mm -hmm. And tell me about the atmosphere in that gym right now. Tell me about the atmosphere. Tell me about the the talent that's in there, the talent pool that's in there right now. Well, I mean, uh, the atmosphere changes honestly from the 11 a.m. to the the night. The, the training's very different. Mm -hmm. um, the 11 a.m. is most of the time when all your competitors are coming in. Um, right now, <laughs> the competitors aren't even coming in at 11. They're coming in at like 11:20 because the <laughs> gi class is going on. And Kishino yeah. <laughs> told never us start no, no, no. on time. <laughs> Kishino told us to come in at that time. Okay, because he does it. Uh, most of the the people that are in the 11 that aren't training no gi are that are so they're training uh gi it's mostly white belts mm, yeah. so there's it doesn't really make sense to kind of s actually split the class yeah 50 50 when it's polar opposite yeah so basically as the other class is starting to end uh the actual 11 a.m class is when the the no gi with more of your competitors is actually um kind of starting yeah to to go so usually it's around 11 20 okay 11 30 ish um and then it kind of just depends on the day. A lot of times it's mostly just like situational and rolling. Yeah. Is, is most of how it's going. Yeah. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> pretty much every Aries black belt that's in Arizona, I mean, trains there. I mean, right. All the, yeah, all, the, all, the, the all the adults, all the adults, all, yeah. all the adults, yeah. <laughs> all the adult uh, black belts there. What's that at? What, what is that training like? Like um, I know you said situational and stuff like that, but what's the intensity like? Are you guys kind of cool? Is it kind of flowy? Is there, or is it like, you know, is it just killers for an hour? What does that, what does that look like? I mean, if you're actually like for, for the the morning training, it's definitely that that harder pace. And if it's if other people are being more chill, if you come in and sit off on the side, normally you'll see me and Danilo are already going live. Yeah. Whether whether it's situational live or actually rolling, uh, everybody also kind of like if they're in like a eh, we're just gonna drill type thing, you'll literally like hear me and Danilo basically trying to kill each other off on the side. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So well, like like before a big competition, I'm. I'll get my drilling in and that type of stuff at night. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not here for that type of thing. And if yeah. other, the other competitors or, or some of the other, uh, kind of some of your lower belts that are competing as well, uh, want to do that and drill and kind of be a little bit more chill, yeah. that's fine. But, um, me and Danilo and, and David, honestly, it'll literally be like, sometimes it's like the three of us or sometimes Josh is in there as well. And it'll be like, uh, the four of us, we're literally just rotating back and forth nice. while everyone else is kind of still drilling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> and yeah. you have us and we're like, literally hey you want to roll yeah let's just roll yeah or uh the other day me and Danilo, while everybody else was still drilling before the situational actually started just started doing situational anyway nice. yeah nice like let's just go you, ahead and do you guys and, and drill do at it. home <clears throat> practice at home or any of that kind of stuff not really it, it, it's mostly in in the gym and that's honestly i've never been a huge one of training at at home unless let's 
I might change it now just because I've always had access to the gym. Yeah. So if I ever wanted to go in, I could always just go yeah. in. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the reason I ask is like, I, I, all of us have, you know, significant others that do yep. jujitsu. It's like, I don't ever like feel like I want to train like, with you know Kelsey outside of class, it's yeah. just like it's I, like I classes it for off. class. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just need I just, to shut it off. Wondering, sometimes. but I've I've seen couples who are like at home in their coffee in their in their like they move the coffee table and they're in the living room yeah. and they're drilling and practicing stuff. Yeah, and, but I think like you said, Liz, I don't drill. Yeah. yeah, I mean not with with me and Danilo don't. I mean I drill at night. Me and Danilo don't drill together a ton. If that yeah. makes sense. If there's yeah, like yeah. a specific thing, yeah. then that's different. Um, if we've honestly talked about because I have mats anyway. Um. Sponsored by Zebra, so I like I have really nice mats. Hey. Um, Shout out to Zebra. <laughs> there you go. Shout out to Zebra. Uh, They're based out of like never heard of them. Minnesota. Yeah. 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 Or are they really? Yeah. 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 It, those guys have been sponsoring me since I was sixteen. That's cool, that's man. Awesome. That's like, cool. Yeah, and they've been with me a long time. That's cool, yeah. they, and then they do right by you. They're, yeah. they're good they to do, you. That's they're cool. awesome. Yeah, um, but we we've actually talked about just because there's not uh really training on the weekends, which is something I'm honestly not used to. Mm. I'm used to training at. Uh, six days a week is usually what i would do just yeah. to have one day off but honestly having like the two days off i don't i don't really like yeah, yeah. um so we've talked about kind of like how the heck we're gonna move stuff for us to be able to train on um like one of the days on the weekends but it wouldn't be us drilling we would literally just, just uh, yeah yeah turn on the round go pahada for like half an hour <laughs> to an hour <laughs> yeah, yeah and then pahada. like okay we're done i i i don't I don't want to sit there and drill and stuff. I feel like we're going to end up arguing. I'd rather just roll. <laughs> Let's just roll. Don't kick the wall because we're renting. Yeah. And then, like, l l and then that's it. And then yeah. we're good. That's um, But aside from like, honestly, I think the only time we really, really drill together, if it's like, hey, I want to do this specific thing. And what's nice is him and I actually have very uh, different. I feel like our games have started to get more similar because we actually help each other. Yeah. But what we're good at is polar opposite. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, he's he's extremely well rounded. Yeah. yeah, like I've yes, man, and none of his roles look the same. Yeah, no, they don't. But like, what we actually do is very. Um, now it's gotten more similar. I think mm. just from training together mm. and that type of thing. Uh, but if you look like probably back about two years, what we do is 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 very different. Yeah. Um, which is kind of nice because he can ask me about things that I basically it the stuff he would want to ask about yeah. is the stuff i'm good at yeah and and vice versa like the stuff that like i actually not that i not that there isn't things i drill that i'm already good at because there are but if it's something that like hey there's just barum bolo when i go like this like i'm not as good at inverting uh with with stuff like that yeah that's just not that i can't do it because like I, I i have and, and i've done an even competition but i wouldn't say that that's the thing that i'm the best at by any means yeah and that's like he's he's good at that type of stuff yeah and that's the kind of stuff that it it, it pisses me off. I'm like, I don't want to drill this. I hate this. Um, but it, it butterfly it, guard, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking butterfly guard, <laughs> um, and vice versa. So that's but that's like the only time me and him drill together. Mm -hmm. I yeah. night class that type of stuff. I drill more, but he doesn't train in the night. My oh, yeah, I do. my my favorite drilling partners are Dan and Andrea Enzing. Oh my God. They are my they argue favorite. Oh so much! <laughs> I they argue. All I hear, all I know is sometimes I look over and I'm gonna hear this. Yeah. Like, oh my God! 
Oh, when they're in the morning, oh I God. tell Kelsey all the time, I'm like, I just got to walk away from them. <laughs> I just got to walk away from them. Put your foot there. It is there. No, yeah. it's not. It is. I'm putting my foot there. No, you're not. <laughs> no, the, the joke with me and Danilo is they're like, you and him don't know how to go light. Like, you guys yeah. just go 100% all of the, He broke awesome. my leg. You remember when my leg was broken, like, last that, year? That was him? Yeah, he broke my leg. <laughs> Shit. But, I mean, you, you know when his knees are kind of messed For up For everyone that's not jujitsu. A jiu-jitsu person. She's totally safe. <laughs> I'm sure it was a training accident. Oh, She's a 100%. professional athlete. It was yeah. 100. He, he went for a toe hold, and yeah. it was a weird angle. And, like, my leg should not have broken. Gotcha. Uh, and it was just a small bone on the outside that broke. Yeah, just a little one. They break. <laughs> they just break. They're what not you, even there for a reason. What are you going to do? Yeah. They're small. Anyway. <laughs> no, but, like, I can't say anything because sometimes when his knees are a little messed up, it's because he, but he wouldn't tap. <laughs> Except for I tap. I Those tap. Those guys don't tap, man. No. He, no. no. Well, Hell I literally, when he sometimes. broke my leg, he literally was, like, holding it like this. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I hate you. Because the thing is, well, the thing is, like, I hate, but not really yeah. because it shouldn't have broken when he did it. My foot was in a weird spot, and he went to toe hold it not to actually get the finish, but just yeah. for me to let go of the guard yeah. so that he could pass, and like it just broke. Oh. Toe holds are so weird. They are weird, man. I've seen well, people like, it, and they're like bones popping His out of their toe leg. holds are really strong. Yeah, yeah. If he like, they're really, really strong. Yeah. Um, and like it just broke yeah and but i can't say anything because i um i've kind of i might have popped his knees a few times and like <laughs> not like little pops either yeah. like he wasn't tapping and there was time and like so i just um you're a black belt we, all have, yeah. we and, all have a choice yeah and uh i did it right before competition and it literally popped and i like then he tapped and i was like you're an idiot <laughs> have a competition in a week and he's like it's gonna be fine yeah and then he went to compete and uh, somebody attacked that and it popped again. And I was like, hmm, you know why it popped? <laughs> so he taps now, though. Yeah. Like, it, it's a lot. But good. it literally, like, it it took. He's going to last longer. Yeah. <laughs> now, how old is he? 22, 23, maybe? He's 25. 25? Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 40? Yeah. 40. He's 48. He's 48. <laughs> you know that? He, he ages really well. <laughs> um, but listen, um, a couple things I want to cover. One of them is... Um, you know, I, I ask, I always ask like uh, people, the 12 people that listen to the show, what questions I could ask, you know, <laughs> uh -huh. and, and a lot of people uh, that, that, um, that replied were asking like, what's it like coming up through, uh, you know, through jujitsu, you know, I hate to call it male dominated, but ma mostly male, right. Mm -hmm. As a woman, um, what does that look like in, in any roadblocks that you hit? I mean, it, it seems like you're a tough role no matter what. So I don't know that you hit a lot of the roadblocks yeah. that most people hit, right. But is there something that you can talk about that, that women may want to hear and maybe encourage them a little bit to want to actually start doing jujitsu? Honestly, I think the biggest problem that you have is when you start singling stuff out like that. Mm. I, I think part of the reason I didn't have a problem with it, I have six brothers. Yeah, uh, right. I grew up very much in that. And uh, with what I'm going to say right now, I know I'm going to step on some feet. I don't like the women's only stuff. Okay. I don't right. like it at all. That's okay to say. Um, That's okay to say. And not that I'm going to sit there and be like, you're wrong for doing it. Mm. However, uh... I've literally taught maybe two women's only things and that's it. And for the most part, I refuse to teach women's only things. Mm. Even if I get asked to do a women's only seminar, I ask to do co-ed instead because um, I understand the thought process behind it. However, I think what it ends up doing is actually more harm than good mm. because you run into the thing. Um, I, I think from growing up with others, I, I think about it in a different way. Uh, I would be pissed if they had men's only. 
Yeah. Right. I would be pissed. But the thing is, yeah. if you're doing women's only by, by it being fair and the whole point of women's only is because you want equality and all that stuff, right? Sure. Well, by it being equal, then there should be men's only. Yeah. And I'm telling you, right, I'd be pissed with that. Yeah. I would be so angry, especially I think having brothers, I always had that, like, I didn't want to be excluded. Right. So I always had like a, a, a different perspective on it. Yeah. And like growing up in, in training, I never had, I, you always hear, I'm the only girl. It's so hard. I, I, that never made sense to me because I always was like, I don't understand why that's such a problem. Yeah. I don't understand why you don't want to train with, with the men. Not that it isn't fun to have other, other girls there. Sure. And I get that. However, I think when you start, when you start looking at it, like it's a, a problem or, or like a poor me type thing, mm. it really does become that. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, I you're think almost talking yourself into that. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. the thing is a, a lot of things aren't necessarily the actual, here's what it is. A lot of it is the, the mentality and the mindset that you bring to it. Yeah. And if you listen to any like motivational speaking and anything, not on, on women's things, but in general, 90% of the time, what they're going to tell you, it's not even what you're doing. It's the mentality you bring to it. Yeah, what you're while saying you're to doing yourself. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I I think that that's a huge thing that we've gotten to is while trying to make it more um more of an accessible thing. Mm -hmm. If anything, it's almost made the problems worse because you you by doing the women's only by making it well. Let's ask things about just for the women that the women go through struggle wise. Um, you're really honestly isolating mm. the women from the the rest of the people which yeah. and are men yeah uh, how, but it's y you're separating it now if you want to talk about women have different issues as far as okay training through we have menstrual cycles right. uh bras stuff like that that's yep. very different because yep. that is an actual women's only thing yeah uh that women deal with I hear, however i hear about it all the time yeah he <laughs> talks to me about it oh, all the time oh all, <laughs> yeah. when the guy is asked like on Thursday, why'd you miss training? I was in bed cramping, almost yeah. dying yeah. from from my period. Like yeah. I'm, and it affects it affects your weight yeah. during competition. Yes, exactly. Yeah, now, if you want to talk about stuff like that, that's completely different because yeah. that is an actual women's thing. Yeah. But I don't agree with the whole. You're the only girl that has to train with guys. That's so sad. Right. No, it's not. Yeah. I yeah. I don't understand why partners. that's a, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They're just why are you don't want to be treated any different because you're a woman on the mat. However you're treating yourself different. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. No, that's an I just I I've never thought of it that way. That's that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. That's I've always cool. kind of thought of it as like, yeah, you're like you said, you're like you're limiting your partners, but you're self limiting yeah. your partners. Yeah. If like you're exactly because there are women that come I've seen women who join, you know, either, you know, Navas or your school mm -hmm. that will pretty much exclusively try to only do the women's yep. classes. Yep. And it's like you're missing out on so many people. But I get like there's a comfort level like and some people have, you know, traumas you know the kind of it, things where they're not comfortable like you know being that close to men that they don't know especially it's one yeah, thing if you start like that however mm -hmm. most of your women that have the problems with that are also in jiu-jitsu for self-defense reasons yeah. Um, yeah that's a good point yeah for the most part you're worried about a man attacking you on the street right yeah mm -hmm. um you think training with another 120 pound female is going to help you and prepare you for that? Probably not. And also yeah. get you over, you have trauma training with guys that are safe. Mm. How bad do you think you're going to freak out if somebody actually grabs you on the street? Sure. That's a very yeah. good point, man. Yeah. That's a very good point. Well, I, mean, I mean, that's like what everyone always talks about jujitsu being comfortable in the uncomfortable. It's, it's like, it, that's the whole mm. point of it. But, but then you want to get the whole thing. Well, let's take away everything that makes this one person uncut. Now, do I think you should pick, if you have trauma, you should pick some people that you feel safe with. Yeah. And, 
explain to them so that they are aware what is going on. Yeah. Uh, I had a, a female training partner when I first started training who had serious trauma from when she was a, a, a child. Yeah. And she would panic when anyone had her in, in, in bottom. Yeah. But it would literally get, you would get there, and this is, we had had conversations, it's just something, you know, people yep. did. Uh, but would literally sit there and mount and, like, basically be smothering her with your chest and then be like, you just have to breathe. Yeah. And, and like, I wasn't the only, I wasn't the only, she asked me to do this, but I wasn't the only one. Some of the guys would do this as well yeah. because it was some of the only way for, for her to get over this. Wow. And this is years into her training. She's still having, uh, uh, problems with this. Yeah. Um, now if you freak out, you get in a position you can't handle, you tap, you get out. That's yeah. the thing that's great about, um, jujitsu. Yeah. But I think that you should be working through it yeah. and not kind of pigeonholing yourself, yeah. which is, I, I think a lot of what uh happens yeah 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 and and there's a, there's ways to roll like if i'm rolling with a kid right i'm gonna roll a certain way i'm gonna play a lot of guard you know mm -hmm. maybe get to my side let them play if i'm rolling with somebody smaller than me male or female i roll a certain i roll a certain way um there's always something you can do when you're training right as long as you're communicating like you said she had you know the, the girl had yep. trouble you know but you communicate to your training partners like it's just like having a bum shoulder yeah right i mean hey don't attack this hey you know i'm having issues with whatever we're all like literally brothers and sisters on that mat you know what i mean figuratively. and and figuratively yeah but i mean when you're <laughs> when you're talking to each other you know the I, I think i think the one the one thing that bothers me the most is when men won't just roll when they're rolling mm -hmm. with women yeah. yeah, they just won't roll, and it's like well, dude, they, like, when they treat them like kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, I think, dude, you can get training in. You yeah. can, you can get training in. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've had a ton of experience as far as I go. I have had a ton of experience with that. Uh, I remember when I did switch schools to the uh, to oh, Legacy. God, I was intentionally. I'd been training four and a half years at this yeah. point, so I had plenty of experience. I knew how to piss people off, <laughs> and I got there, and they weren't training hard with me. I know exactly mm -hmm. where this is. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I literally heel hooked in the gi to be a jerk because I knew this was going to piss people off. I heel hooked the professor. Oh, shoot. Okay. And I started toe holding everyone else. Nice. Because they weren't, it wasn't like I did it right off the bat. Like they weren't training with me. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not going to. I'm not going to win anything off of this. I'm not yeah. going to get any better either. Like this is, I'm, I'm literally wasting my time right yeah. now. Yeah. And if you literally talk to Jordan, he'll be like, yeah, she heel hooked me the first day. <laughs> and after that, I've tried to smash her face into the mat. Nice. Yeah. And I was like, good. That, that, that's what I wanted. Yeah. And like, and I remember the guys like being nice with me and I was like, I'm going to rip this to hold because it's going to make you mad. <laughs> and like intent like i was well aware of it was literally calculated yeah, yeah. everything i was like you're gonna be nice to me i'm gonna wait and i'm gonna act so this is me being a jerk and this really proves me being the middle child yeah. uh if i <laughs> and this didn't just happen there i had one when i was training in california and this like i can't remember purple or brown belt i think i think brown belt because i was a, a purple belt okay and he's like super nice like shot in all nice so i like went to the back like i didn't know what i was doing like yeah. Now, and then when I grabbed the choke, I ripped it as hard as I could. <laughs> <laughs> and we got up. And I just remember being like, basically, you're going to be stupid. You better be tough. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're. why did you let me do that? Well, I didn't think you were that good. Well, <laughs> yeah. well I got, I, you should have thought better. Yeah. I've fallen victim to that choke. She's not nice. <laughs> She's not nice. So this is how the choke happened. This is how I pissed her off. So. <laughs> After she, I thought she pissed you off. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. You kidding? <laughs> so uh, after she had tapped me out with uh, ankle lock and toe hold and knee bar and blah blah blah, leg, leg, leg. We start, we restart, and I'm like, you know, you haven't passed my guard yet. 
It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> do you even know how to play on top? <laughs> like, do you know how to pass the guard? So, I was like, I got you. So anyway, she passed my guard. <laughs> yeah, and next thing you know, she's on my back and I'm getting choked out. Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, don't you worry. I got Wait. something for you. Oh, okay. Liz can't get on my back. So <laughs> That's because you tap too fast to the toe hole. <laughs> That's ah. the one thing I don't tap to. Maybe the heel hook. What do you mean? Yeah. You do tap to the toe hold with me. Uh. Maybe not with other people. <laughs> Both of my toes, our ankles have been popped. It's like, no, they don't. They, you have you to be still feel it hard. anymore? Yeah. Yeah, I still feel it. Yeah, they anyway. But uh, okay, <laughs> uh, one thing I want I want to cover. I want to make sure we talk about what your training looks like because I mean, you're you're super fit. Um, how, how do you do it? How do you, how do you get in shape? Like when you've got, you've got your majors, right? You've got your ADCCs. Those are every other year. You got your worlds, you got your pans, gi and no gi. Are all the other tournaments just kind of filler for those four? Or do you take every single tournament seriously? You peak for every single one. How do you, how do you do that? How do you, how do you train? Well, I, I don't, so I don't fight opens like at all. Okay. Um, because of the fact that I'm just too busy with other ones. Yeah. So m- most of the ones that I'm fighting are majors like, the, the last ones have been Nogi Pants. This will be Nogi Worlds. And then I'll have Europeans um, beginning of the year. And then possibly an AJP in London. So all of those are, are, are pretty big ones. Yeah. So I try to peak for all of them. Um, that's why I also don't fight the Opens yeah. as much. Because now it would be different if I didn't have um, as many, like, I can get a super fight instead of fighting an Open. Yeah. Um. So basically, there's just never a need for me to. Yeah. Just because I'm always busy with big ones, so I always try to peak for those because they're all big ones. Yeah. yeah. Um. Which again doesn't always work. Which is, but I I don't compete every single month for that reason. Right. I, I I try not to. Yeah. Um. Sometimes it doesn't always work that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there any sponsor uh any sponsor pressure on that? Any any of your sponsors go like, hey, no. you got okay, cool, very cool. I I. I've never had I've had them ask me like hey you have something coming up basically yeah pay for but I've, I've never had sponsors actually uh push me in fact I think most of my sponsors know uh they kind of yell at me sometimes because I fight when I'm hurt and I shouldn't be fighting <laughs> so if anything it's honestly it's the opposite because okay. especially like the ones that have been sponsoring me for a long time and know me really well especially like zebra mm. they're always like you're always competing even when you shouldn't be um like, yeah so I, I I've never had a uh, pressure with that but i also think that's because i'm also extremely picky when it comes to my sponsors i was without a gi sponsor for like two years purely because of the fact i wasn't going to sign something that i wasn't happy with okay um and and with it i had i had multiple companies within there that like we went to work it out and like not even necessarily attitude like maybe the gi was something i didn't like or or i had one that literally told me that he couldn't pay me as much as i wanted because the female market wasn't there and then and then later came back and he's like well i'm doing this other company and I'd like to sponsor you and i was like i don't want you to sponsor me because i'm not representing a company like that yep. yeah good for you um yep. but ba- as far as the training i the number the amount that i train pretty much stays the same okay throughout it so usually it's it's twice a day monday through friday and then i lift three times at least three times a week okay and and do you go to just a regular big box gym or do you have a trainer or what do you do uh i go to, i just literally go to eos okay. and, and and lift um I've been lifting for like six years now. Okay. So I know my body really well. I think if you don't know your body, that's a, a, a very different thing. Yeah. Um, but I've gone through very different. Ty- I, I started with a very traditional type of uh, power lifting. Mm-hmm. And now I do way more kettlebell work and uh, keeping the reps as basically as high as I can while keeping the weight as heavy as I can while doing that. So my normal rep range is between 15 and 20. Okay. With five sets of that. Okay. Nice. Um, but I still lift as heavy as I can with that. So it's still like, uh, you know, like the adductors and abductors. Yep. 
I do uh, five sets of 15 with the entire stack. Wow. So like it's still heavy. Yeah. yeah. Just to give a mic, because I think <clears throat> when you say that you do higher up, a lot of people think that the weight is going to be uh, insanely light and it it's not. Now it depends. Uh, I would say my upper body's not as strong for curls. It's only like 20, 25 pounds. Yeah. But I also do 15 reps of that. Yeah. So that's still respectable. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, it's still as far as it was high as the reps are. It's still decently heavy yeah. for that, especially uh, I only fight middle weight. Like I'm, I'm not a huge person. Um, so as far as the lifting, uh, I did tradition, very traditional powerlifting to start and I got strong. However, it hit the point that I would like, I would be lifting more in the gym. Um, my knees hurt so bad the next day, but it wasn't even just that. Like I wasn't, I was strong in the fact I could hold you there or I could like pick you up and it would be strong. However, when it came to actually moving, uh, with the strength, I didn't have that. And I didn't like that. Wasn't okay. functional. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It wasn't functional. Yeah. So I switched and, and I lift. And when I lifted like this very traditional, uh, power lifting, you lift very low rep and extremely heavy. Yeah. 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 Um, and I just, so I literally went the opposite way after doing that. Cause most of my, I would squat almost every single day Oof. and like, that's a lot, like yeah. over 200 pounds at like five of five, yeah. which is, is low rep. But like yeah. when it's that heavy, it has to be. Yeah. And I completely went the opposite way where I was like, we're doing kettlebell swings and reverse kettlebell swings. And I will do five sets of 15 of each with, and I, I do, do still go heavier. I've actually recently lowered the weight, um, because I was kind of still doing it with like a 65 or a 70 pound, which is a little heavier than you should be doing it with. So I, yeah. I lowered it to a 50. Okay. All right. A, fi- a 45 or a 50. That's yeah. but that, that's pretty still, that's, that's pretty still heavy. heavy. Yeah. Um, but I, I, but it's still comparatively to how I was lifting. Uh, I changed it a lot just to be able to keep that higher, uh, rep range, but I still like lifting heavy. That's cool. Um, I, my, basically my thought is, I lift as heavy as I can while still keeping in the correct form mm, yeah. and the reps. Yeah. Um, if I'm start, if you have to stop in the middle, that's it. You're yeah. too heavy. Yeah. You need to go lighter. Yeah. Um, and basically that's the, and I, I do use some of the machines, all of that. Um, I have four different workouts that I go between. Okay. So I have one, so I have two leg days technically, um, but one works the majority of the legs and then the other leg days, like my hamstrings. And then adductors and abductors is mm-hmm. mostly what I work on the other one. Then I have my back day. And then I have, you know, buys and tries and shoulders. Nice. Yeah. And that that's basically what I lift for for all of it. The only thing that I do uh, lower reps sometimes is my back day is generally a little bit of a lower rep. Usually it's around uh, 5 to 10. Okay. You Usually staying around 10, there's only one exercise I do at 5. Um, and just because it's such a big muscle that I like going heavier on it. And yep. it's it's worked for me, especially because uh, I still have the high rep when I'm lifting lower legs uh, or my legs. And I still have that uh, explosiveness there. Right on. What do you yeah. do for cardio? I don't. <laughs> she trains her that's ass pretty off. Common. I train. That's pretty common. I, no, yeah. I, I think <clears throat> and that's where the it changes when I have a competition coming yeah. up versus the other is the how I roll is different. Mm, okay. While the roll still might be the same or the amount that I'm training, it might still be the same when I don't have a competition coming up. How, I, how I'm how i training changes. And I, I think if you've trained with me when I have a competition coming up and when I don't, you can feel a difference. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm J- sure. Just yeah. with, with how I train and what I train in mind, like if I don't have a competition coming up, I'm not sitting there counting the, the points all the time. Right. I'm counting that yeah. when I have a competition yep. coming up and I mean down to the advantage. Yeah, same That's here. That's so underrated, right? Same here, yeah. Counting points. Yeah, 
No, like, I mean, being you, able you to do to, that, yeah. like I think it does. It has a couple of things. I think it's like it's a good. It's good to know that like you're paying attention to points. If you're going to play points, yeah. Well, and I, yeah. I I watch the clock too. I'll yeah. sit there and I'll be like, hey, I'm down right now by one advantage. I need to sweep in the last this many seconds because if I come up before that, they'll have a chance to sweep me back. So yeah. I need to sweep under this much so I have just enough time to come up, yeah. solidify my points, but not enough time to get swept back. So yeah. you're still working strategy. Always. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Uh, but it but also, like, helps, like, keep people's mindset, like, from getting, like, so tunnel-visioned on one yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, obviously, at your level, that's not something con- to be concerned with because you've worked through all that stuff already. But, you know, people coming up who are learning white belts, blue belts, yeah. it's like it's real easy to just be like, I'm trying to neat cut. Yeah, you know, very or, easy. Or whatever it yeah. is, right? Yeah. And they get really like set in that like one little technique that they're trying to work. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, if you can start, you know, you open yourself up a little bit, I think that helps yeah, a lot. For sure. That helps no, with my jiu-jitsu. Like in, in tournaments, I like I listen to people's voices not because I want to listen to what they're saying, but just because it kind of takes me not out of the match because you want to be in the tunnel match. vision. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So so the reason I asked a question and I wanted to I wanted to get like uh like I wanted I want to kind of see hear your reaction because you know, when, when you talk to certain people, like um, certain people like, oh, when it comes to Worlds, like I go all in. And when it comes to this one, I go all in. And it sounds like whether it's Worlds, PANS, ADCC, your training regimen doesn't really change. Not You're really. Pretty consistent. I, I think I would say the only difference is I think um, other people's changes when other things come up, which honestly if it, it's it's fresh as an athlete that's frustrating yeah, yeah. because um even other athletes aren't necessarily as focused or mm. maybe they don't do the same competitions you do yeah or that type of thing and like honestly that's a, a thing i get extremely frustrated with because i i want it to always be like how it is before worlds yeah um but you're completely right a lot of people don't they're like oh before worlds i go super hard uh outside of that mm, i'm gonna go right. train when i want or even if i'm there i'm not training the same amount or yeah. it's not the same people or or that type of thing and as, as for me personally and every person and every athlete's different uh but for me honestly that stuff really pisses me off yeah and like yeah. It, it's frustrating yeah. it's because there's only so much you can do because you need training partners yeah. and yeah they're your tools I, they're, exactly they're tools. Yeah. and yeah i have my brother and i have danilo and like however we have very uh when you're training with the exact same game style yeah. and yeah. i'm smaller than both of them yep um, there's at least a 10 to 15 pound difference between Danilo and I, mm. and there's like a 50 pound difference between me and my brother. <laughs> 17, by the way. Yeah, there, there's literally, <laughs> there's like a 50 pound difference. Yeah. And the thing is, those are the two people I know I can always count on. Yeah. However, uh, for anyone that training with a significant other is one thing, training hard with them is another thing. Yeah. Training hard with them when they're all you have is another thing on top of that. Yeah. Uh, Think about the arguments you have when both of you are professional athletes. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I can, and I can and you have completely different, necessarily, uh, thought processes on how you do things. And schedules. Yes. You may have a yes. super fight. He may not, right? Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, the yeah. thing is, uh, luckily for, for both of us, we pretty much always can kind of be like, hey, I have this coming up. And like I, I even told him because he's not doing Europeans. Wow. And I am. Okay. And I told him, I was like, hey, right after Nogi Worlds, like you can't take a break because yeah. I can't. Yeah. And I, everybody else is going to, I, yeah. I know, I know everybody else is going to be basically taking a break. And I told him, I was like, I don't care if we have to go get the mats out of storage. Like you can't take off because I have Europeans and yeah. Europeans is hard. That's yeah. awesome. And yeah, for those who don't know, Danilo is like one of the best black belts. In oh the yeah. World. In like, the world. Yeah. So absolutely. Power couple here. Like. Yeah. 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 So I, I mean, you're, 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 you're set with a training partner, yeah. right? Yeah. But, but like you said, you get the same look every time. Exactly. Right. Well, and the argument, I'm, I'm, we like, 
most of our arguments come from training. Yeah. yeah. And it happens when we're, we're overly, because you have, ec- you're extra sensitive when it comes yeah. to a couple on both sides. Like yeah. he'll think I'm mad about something that I'm not mad about or, or I do, I get upset over. That's kind of how you train though. You always look mad when you're training. I do. So that's, <laughs> I always look mad anyway when I'm training. Yeah. And then you add in that sometimes he's like, you gave me this look when we were training. I was like, I'm, but I'm not mad. Yeah. Or maybe he like, he hit me in the face and didn't say sorry. And I'm like, you're a jerk. Why didn't you say sorry? He's like, but we're trading. I was like, yeah, I literally just wanted you. Sorry. And keep going. Yeah. Like that's, I, yeah. that's all I wanted. By the way, you do that for everybody, right? You hit him in the face with my bed and you it, just keep going. Exactly. Yeah. But the thing is, but he's, there, but it's like, but you have that. And he's like, but it's, you know, it was an accident. I was like, exactly. If it was yeah. on purpose, you don't say sorry. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, the sorry is not worth anything. Exactly. Well, and the, the, I was like. Sorry, I purposely punched you in the face. Yeah, sorry I punched you in the face. That hurt. But like, it's it's like little stupid stuff like that. But when you're when you're training at that level, like that, and then you go home with it and I'm like, I hate you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, it only gets like that when we basically have to train almost 100% with each other, which yeah. sometimes that's. Yeah. Sometimes that's the case. Yeah. And uh, it, it definitely adds, while it's a very, I'm very lucky to have him and even to have my brother because I, either one of them I could call at any point in time yeah. Yeah. And, and go train, um, whether they have something coming up or not. Right. And I, it's the same. Uh, they, they were to ask. Um, but there's definitely still that added stress, you know, when, when you're training with a sibling or, or significant other, especially at that level. When you're just, you know, ha ha he hee around. Yeah. I, it's it's very different than um when you're training at that point and people literally joke they're like you and Danilo I, I don't actually I don't think it's a joke like you, <laughs> you you literally both of you look like you're trying to murder the other one yeah yeah and I'm, but the thing is we can both train like that with each other thankfully um and 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 not that you don't still have arguments and stuff like that because you do um but like I'm I'm definitely very lucky with that because especially with uh after Nogi World with Europeans coming up. I know barely anybody's going to be training because I'm pretty much the only, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one going. Wow. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, that's when the, the troops got to rally, right? I mean, you got to find some people that are, that'll be willing to, yeah. you know, I hate to say sacrifice, but at least help you. Uh, Not take give, their time off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And use, you know, you can use them as training partners, stuff like yeah. that, but it's so freaking hard. It's, it's hard. Yeah. Man, when you, when you go all in on something. All you want to do is shut it down after. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. And so, like, I I understand the other side of it. Um, but it's still frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's you, kind of both sides of it. So you mentioned earlier how like well-rounded Danilo's like game is. Do you ever use him to analog, like especially for the like, the super fights? Obviously, for something like worlds, like you don't know who you're gonna fight necessarily. Yeah. But like for like a super fight, he'll go and watch. I don't. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's the same thing. Um, like if Kishinyo will go and watch something mm-hmm. or uh, Daniel, he'll be like, hey, do you want me to go like look up some stuff? Or even, so I don't even ask him sometimes. So he studies. He'll literally, yeah, he'll just go and look to see what they do. Yeah. Um, and does so he give that you that can, look? He'll try to. Okay. Yeah. Som- sometimes, he gets, sometimes he gets mad because it doesn't work as well. It's <laughs> like his A game. Yeah. And he'll be like, I'm not doing that because then you just submit me. He's like, so I'm going to do what I'm good at. And I was like, I'm like, that doesn't, that doesn't, doesn't help, help me. Yeah. You're defeating the purpose, Danilo. <laughs> uh, so sometimes there's a little bit of a, a back and forth there. But for the most part, he'll literally, he'll go and watch and then be like, hey, I need to do this so that you have that to look for. Yeah. Right. That's, that's. That's awesome. That's yeah. pretty because valuable too. Like, I mean, I don't study. Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> watch matches. Yeah. I don't like. Uh, it just. I think for the most part, you cannot look at it from a non-biased standpoint. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you're looking at it for yourself. Yeah. Uh, maybe other people are different. I think some people can get away with studying. 
um, and looking at opponents and that type of thing. But I think for the most part, you can't look at it from a, a non-biased standpoint. You're either going to go and be like, hmm, they suck, or the opposite where you're going to over uh, look at something and then you're going to be so worried about it, you're not going to play your own game. So yeah, I, right. I always think it's best to have a third party kind of look hey, at me? it. Yeah. <laughs> I know, man. Uh, at Worlds. Yeah. So she, she, she look at everything? Uh, no, no. So um, she second-guessed herself in the final. Oh, no. And it cost her the final. Mm-hmm. She got trapped, and this girl was yoked. But she second-guessed herself because of what she heard. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I yeah. literally <clears throat> have taken phones away from teammates before yeah i'm I'm not kidding like i've i'm like you're not allowed to look if i see you looking at it you don't get your phone back yeah i will take your phone i will treat you like a child and take your phone (laughs) away from you (laughs) so uh so amy um she's been working on a collar drag for Mm -hmm. a few years like it's 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 legit she's got a good good and she's strong right so um she collar drags the first girl i mean collar drag the crap out of the first girl and then you know so it was small bracket she's in the final and then she heard Somebody, one of her, the other girl's teammates go, she's going to try to collar drag you. So Amy's like, well, maybe I shouldn't do it oh now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right? And got away from her A game. Oh. Got away from her A game. And so I was like, you don't do that. But you she would have smashed this girl's oh, face yeah. into the ground if oh, yeah. she did it. She yeah. would have. Totally. 100%. But that's yeah. like, put your headphones on. Uh, don't listen to anyone else. Yeah. Right. Just like, don't, well, yep. don't look at stuff. Are you at don't. Master Worlds? I don't remember if you're No, you I know. ended up not going because I was training for ADCC. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was kind of cool. They had like, the, like they had chairs on the on one side of the mats for all the coaches, but it was separate from where the where the athletes hung out. Okay. Yeah. Because like, if, if we were able to be like right next to Amy yeah, and she would have said that, we'd been like, no, 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 no. do your thing. Yep. You're your thing. collar dragging her. So yeah. all we could do was sit because we were in this corral, basically, right? And, and there's oh. only one way in and out. So you got to walk all the way. And then you could lose your seat and not yeah. get your seat. Yeah. So we had to just sit there and wait. And then as she's walking back, I could see it. We could see it in her eyes. Yeah. Like there's something different because the first one, she was like, yeah, dead. I mean, yeah, she was murder. And the second one, she's like, I could see the wheels turning, and she was second guessing herself. And I wish we could have had a t- chance to coach her up. But I, I, like, I, I mean, who knows? But like, I, yeah, we both were like, if we could have, she would have got the gold. Yeah, yeah. I need to not coach her because I'm a freaking maniac. <laughs> it was so oh, funny, people, because people I, are walking in front. Oh, I was oh, losing my no, no, no. shit. I hate, I, I hate coaching David yeah. or or Danilo. Like yeah. we <clears throat> literally all of us. If he has to coach me, he hates it. Like yeah. all, we're there, and we're like, no. Like we'll obviously yeah. do it if we have to. Yeah. Um, I almost yelled at a random chick, <laughs> and like for anybody, like if you see me coach, like I'm super chill for the most part. Yeah. Um, but I I thought it was uh, I thought it was Anessa that said something, and it turned out so it was one of the kids from Nebraska that was over here training with us, and him and uh, David ended up competing against each other. Oh. And. It was one of the the kids' teammates. Yeah. And I thought it was Anessa, one of uh, my teammates. Yeah. And I literally turned around, like, like <laughs> turn around and tell her to <laughs> shut up. I turn, and she's there, she's like. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I realized afterwards, and I was like, whatever, and, like, kept coaching. Um, yeah. But, like, I hate coaching David. I hate coaching Daniel. Like, the amount of anxiety that like most people yeah. I can coach pretty much anyone and I'm like I'm chilling. Right. But when it comes to those two, the amount of anxiety yeah. that I get and I'm, I'm sure it's very similar for you. Yeah. Uh you were so emotionally invested yes. in it that yeah, I can't handle it. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like I don't when someone when like Kishino or Samira come I'm like, oh thank God. Yeah. Like yep. someone else would be like, Oh, you want to coach? I'm like, No, <laughs> I don't want to coach. Why, yeah. why are you gonna ask like that that sounds horrible to me. Yeah. That sounds like hell. Yeah. Like Yeah. I was I was losing my shit. It, <laughs> it was, was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like people walk by, yeah. Like you need to fuck walk by right now. <laughs> you no, know, no. I literally, I get in the I front. Did say that. I get in the front, and I'm like this. Yeah. With my oh, like. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. 
like just but there's no railing it's like literally mats and then chairs and oh, I sometimes would, I you can walk I, in front yeah, sometimes that you walk would, in back. It yeah. depends on which where See, it's a good at. thing I wasn't there. Uh, uh luckily neither one of them are masters. Yeah. because uh, yeah. I, I, I would have lost my yeah, shit. Yeah. And it was crazy. uh that's not necessarily a good look. <laughs> especially <laughs> no. when yeah. well, especially sometimes I've been coaching before and I've had people come up like asking for a picture and I'm like, Yeah. I'm busy. Yeah. I'm busy. <laughs> well that's not even the worst. I had uh someone ask me when I came I literally had just came off the mat from uh uh, competing. This isn't Nogi Pans. And I still had more matches. I just came out of the bullpen to have Danilo like roll out my forearms because at Nogi Pans, um, it's like up. Yep. So you, you, you can't have them like roll out your forearms or anything within there. So he like came down to roll out my forearms. I'm literally on my knees with my hands on the table, like dripping sweat, like on the table where they have the uh, board and like on my knees doing it. And this girl comes up and asks for a picture. Oh. And like, I say yes. I take the picture. It like goes away. And I was like, I'm still like, <laughs> like, like, I'm still obviously dot. Like my head yeah. is, my <clears throat> forearms are not only on the table. I'm on my knees. My head is on the table yeah. with them out while he's like just rolling out my forearms. Yeah. You know, it, it yes, it, it's probably, it's probably the worst time. How many people ask to take pictures with Zero. Okay, including sure. my wife, zero. No, she, she's I'll like, take no. a picture. <laughs> but you know, there's there's a time and a place. But yes. you know, I always think like that could be a kid from Alaska. No, exactly. That well, can and only get the always, California once no, no, no. a year. And I I always uh I if you've ever seen, I always take the pictures. Absolutely. I'm never like yeah. yeah. Um, because I understand like it's kind of it's nerve wracking asking it somebody is. for a picture anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I also know when you're that nervous about something or if, if you are that you can kind of not read social cues or, or right. other things just, just because you're nervous this is yeah. not a bit and I, this is coming from somebody that has uh like i get pretty bad social anxiety yeah so i this is not me um judging people by any means yeah um i do wish it is something that people looked more for i love when people come and take pictures so don't take this as me me saying yeah. i don't because i i literally post all the time like come up and ask for a picture yeah all course. the time because I, I i understand how that goes when you see someone you want to take a picture yeah uh or, or just talk to them whatever yeah um however this is also our jobs yep. like not just me in general like any any of your your athletes like the, this is our job as well you wouldn't go up to a famous person at uh their job and ask him for a picture right yeah. right yeah. like you, yeah. you're not you're in the going. zone at that time it, yeah. exactly now there's a like, i'm at the being at the venue doesn't mean anything you come up and ask ask me for a picture yeah however if you see i have my headphones in and you can tell like not just headphones in like normal you can tell a difference when someone has their headphones and just listening to music chilling yeah or has their headphones in and is getting in the zone yeah 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 if yeah. i'm dripping in sweat right now <laughs> literally yeah. right like yeah probably or, a bad time or or, or like <clears throat> wait until right after i'm coaching someone or if i'm literally sprinting from one end of the venue to the other to catch yeah. someone's match yeah because Dave and Danilo were literally fighting one and then the other and oh. they were completely opposite sides. that's always fun yeah. well and what's wonderful is I was fighting later. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't just fighting weight; I was fighting my division as well. And I'm sprinting back and coaching forth. Coaching like, and competing at the same time is dude on the same day. Yeah. <laughs> well, and what's lovely is Nogi Worlds. So not only do Danilo and I fight the same day, David fights the same day. Oh as well. no! Yeah. Oh no! Well, and I'm fighting open weight as well. I'm yeah. not just fighting my weight class, which means we have to be there at the start. Yeah. So yeah. I wanted to clarify that. Because you said you don't fight opens. Now, what what uh, I think you mean yeah. is like the Austin yeah, Open, Austin the Dallas Open, that open type the of stuff. actual tournament. She does do the open, open weight. class, open yes, weight absolute. class, and wins it most of the time. At least when I when I, I see it, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, tell me about 
um, I want to talk about super fights real quick. Mm-hmm. So you do several super fights. I mean, you're you're in, you're in demand, right? What is your favorite super fight to do? I know it's a stupid question, but I'm curious. Which one do you love doing? Like when they call, you're like, hell yes, I'm in. I'm gonna be honest. I don't have one. You don't have one. No, okay. because the thing is, every every rule set's different, and every rule set has its benefit. And I, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of reasons like what, why one person likes one over the other is because of the rule set, because mm. they're like, well, someone games that rule set, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, let's be real. If somebody wants to game a rule set, they're going to game every single rule set Of out course. There. You can game ADCC rule sets yes. if you want to, yes. IBGGF, fight to win, who's number one, any rule set you want to game, you can game. Um, as long as I have enough notice to be able to switch to that rule set and train for it, I, I really don't. Each one has its own benefits. Yeah. You, know, you know the rule I love the most is ADCC out of bounds. Yeah. Bitch, there ain't no out of bounds. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> like, stop when I tell you to yeah. stop. Yeah, that's you it. Stop. When you hit your head on the metal yeah. and you're dying, maybe we'll call a stop. Yeah, yeah. I guess you got to have like control, right? Someone's got to have it's control. It's complete and has to stop. It has to yeah. stop, yeah. It's not even just like control and then keep going. You, there has to be control and you stop. Stop. Yeah, because they yeah. don't want to. Even if you have control, but there's still movement, they don't want to. I mean, it, it makes sense. That really changes. Even if you're on the back, mm. if the person is trying to roll out, it makes a huge difference. Uh, if they're able to continue that motion versus if you stop them, even though technically the position is the same, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it changes it. Yeah. Uh, real quick on ADCC, what was it like being backstage ADCC with like everybody who's everybody? of jujitsu is back there with you i mean you're 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 among them i'm not i'm not discounting no, that no, you're good. but i mean there are some freaking living legends in the in you know it, it backstage what is that like do you know what's crazy huh. it really doesn't feel any different <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've been asked that a couple times like yeah. how did it feel like competing adcc yeah and the thing is like when you look back at it you're like yeah like that was adcc but the thing is when you're competing at it it's not like you all of a sudden get this huge jump, right? Gotcha. Like, yeah. this has been... You're still at work. Yeah, yeah. this has yeah. been years in the making. Yeah. It's like, like if you started at any job, right? You start one lower level and let's say by, you know, 10, 15 years, you're way high up in the company. Mm. Does it really feel that different to not you? Not really. You're right Not really. It, yeah. And it, it, it's yeah. literally the exact same yeah. thing. And honestly, I wish I had like this really cool kind yeah. of answer, um, but it really doesn't. And yeah. it's kind of... That's probably why they don't let people like us be backstage. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, We'd nerd out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, I would. gave... Yeah, I nerd out. I don't care. I did not give someone my... But someone went back there with a pass and was, like, freaking out. And I was like, if you acted <laughs> embarrassing, I will literally murder you. Like, I, I did... I, just, I wanted to... There was this person and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, and that's why they yeah, don't allow you right. guys backstage. Like, that's right, yeah. Like, oh, my God. And yeah. I will tell you, though, it was insane with how many people were there... Uh, I couldn't go to the bathroom wow. without getting stopped like ten, like yeah. ten times. Yeah. And I don't mean like uh, the whole overall time. Yeah, I mean like every time I went to go yeah. to the bathroom, no, and I, I was it. like, I just have to pee. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just go Excuse pee? Me. But uh, like that is like you know when when you go to an open right, yeah. you have like families of competitors, you know, young competitors, yeah. and and they they really don't know. What they're look, they don't know what they're seeing. First off, they certainly or, don't notice yeah. that Liz Clay just walked by. Or even if yeah. they do, they just don't care. Yeah, which but is that was a room full of jujitsu yeah. nerds. Yeah, it was insane. All of them. Yeah. I literally and I I hate and this is because I was competing beforehand. Right. Yeah. I still honestly I was really sad uh, how short the ADCC meet and greet got cut because I I, I think that that's important um, because people need to be able to come up and you know talk and get pictures yeah. and that type of thing. Yeah. 
Um, but I think the thing that makes it hard in jujitsu is we don't really have like a, a set time and a place mm. for it, which makes it really easy to kind of do it at the wrong time. And yeah. it's, it's, it's not necessarily your fault. It can be hard to know, uh, when a person is doing something yep. and, and, and such. Um, but it can also be hard being the athlete when, you know, you just want to go grab something or go to the bathroom, and you know, <laughs> yeah. you're going to, you're going to get stopped like, like a lot. Yeah. And, um, she's wearing a mask. <laughs> I I I literally uh put my headphones in and put my hood down and just tried to stare at the ground and walk as fast as I could. Yeah, yeah, I'm because sure. Because well, because the thing is, uh, when you get stopped, you don't just get stopped once. The thing right. is, if you get stopped, a line starts forming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. like, and not at most most normal competitions, um, but especially ADCC. Like when I say a line starts forming, I'm not kidding. No, I believe it. Like believe like it. Yeah. like a like a full on line. And the thing is. I think uh, some athletes don't mind saying no and, and kind of basically telling people to yeah. shoo. Yeah, I I can't. I won't. I uh, won't do it. Good for you. That's cool. Um, yeah. I mean, it's. You, I mean, you got to hold it longer, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, like I, I I won't do that. You went out of your way to go and do that. I I'm not going to tell you. No. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I was going to no. say. Uh, so what he was talking about earlier about like you know being a, a woman in a male dominant sport. Do you feel like? Uh, you're kind of obligated because you probably have a lot of like young girls who kind of like mm. look up to you and approach you at these tournaments. Do you feel obligated like because of like that? Like almost a responsibility, no. a sense of responsibility? No, no. not okay. really. Okay. No. Honestly, there's just as many little boys as there are little girls oh, and, and cool. e yeah. e even adults. It's not even yeah. like, yeah, I, I would say if anything, it, it's split 50, 50. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it, and I don't, in my mind, like, yeah, more so for the kids because the kids look up, but it, it doesn't have anything to do with a boy or girl. Yeah. Just any, any of it. Um, but also the fact, like that takes a lot to go up to like ask someone, yeah. Yeah. um, for a picture. Uh, I will say this, please. If you see me ask for a picture, don't just stare at me. That's really, <laughs> it's really uncomfortable. It's, Especially if you're 48. It's really, it, it happens so often. Like, yeah. you know, when someone recognizes yeah. you or when someone's just like looking, sure, there's a yeah. difference. Yeah. Uh, the amount of times I'll get said and I'm like, please just come and ask. Cause like, yeah. I'm really uncomfortable right now. Cause you're just staring at me Yeah. and I'll get all the, the like, and this started happening when I was like, like right after I won the trials the first yeah. time. I remember yeah. I went into like a, a restaurant with a friend of mine for uh, kids pans and he's like, everyone is staring at us. He's <laughs> yeah. like, is this normal? I was like, yeah, this is normal now. Do you remember during COVID and we went to, um, it was that event that was at, it was a Nogi tournament at, um, where were we? Uh, the state fairground in, in downtown, in, in Phoenix. And I think it was the day you guys were leaving, and we, oh, you and I, yes. you, uh, Liz yes. and I walk swap cars. Yeah, yeah. swap. Yeah. But Liz yeah. and I walk into the event, and some guys like, "Hey, can I take a picture yeah. with you?" And I'm like, <laughs> "We were just, we roll, we've been rolling at Dan and Andrea's house. Like it's just like, yeah, you know, yeah. she's like a normal yeah. person to yes. us, but yeah, yeah, like yeah. to a lot of people, it's like, yeah, well, yep. she's a celebrity. To she them. did her laundry at my house. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's okay. <laughs> uh, no, but I like." Uh, Danilo joke. He's like, I hate walking with you. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, why? He's like, well, because like I get stopped yeah. and he's uh sometimes doesn't pay attention. And he just keeps walking. Yep. <laughs> and I've literally I remember it. that happened. Yeah, he, I'm literally he just left. I he just left and I'm like, tell him to get off Instagram. So <laughs> he's, he's not yeah. even on his phone. So he just keeps going. And I was yeah. like, that that I was like, you just left. So it happened one time. It happened like six times in the same day. Oh and I literally I was so mad at him. He's like, I didn't know yeah. you just stopped. Phoenix I was like, I that's what happened. Yeah. Phoenix open. He just kept, kept, he kept. And I was going. like, I just, I, I, I yeah, hi, here's a picture. I'm in my, okay, yeah, I gotta yep. go. <laughs> I, I gotta, I just got ditched. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
So, um, so uh, real quick, uh, you've got uh, Nogi Worlds yes. coming up in a week, right? Next yeah. week. Next week. And then, what is what is uh, the upcoming year look like? What is your goal for the upcoming year, twenty twenty three? So, twenty twenty three, starting it off with uh, Europeans, which will be in Paris, which will be fun. That'll be my yeah. first time in Paris. Yeah. Um. So I'm doing that one, very beginning of the year. I am possibly doing one of the AJPs that's in London that's in March. Um, however, they haven't announced the dates for PANS yet. So I'm not sure uh, if that'll be during the same date or yeah. not. And also, tickets are really expensive to London yeah. right now from yeah. here. Uh, if I go, I'll have to fly out of LAX, which sucks. Exactly, yeah, but it's half the price. Yeah, you got to do it, but it's, it sucks. It's literally yeah. half the price. Yeah. So it, it would be cheaper for me to buy a ticket uh, from here to LAX and then fly it uh, out yeah. from there, which is, if I end up going, it's probably what I'll do. Yeah. So possibly that. If not, I'll just do pans. Um, possibly have a super fight. Uh, still kind of talking about that right now. And honestly, I don't even know if I'm going to have time to be able to do it, which is insane. Yeah. Just just from like That's okay. Euros. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have pans and I'm doing Brazilian Nationals. You are which is in May. front loaded like crazy. Yeah. Between January and May, you are front loaded. I have so, yeah. f- at least four major competitions. Yeah. In the first uh, five and months then you of got the worlds. year. Yeah. In June. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. And, and that's not even in, it could possibly be more like six if I have the super fight and if I do the AJP in London. That's six. Yeah. That's six major uh, either fights or tournaments in like not even a full six months. Wow. Yeah. 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 And um, so what is your what is your um, seminar schedule usually look like? Do people hit you up a lot for seminars? Do you have to travel a lot for that? Uh, sometimes more than less. Last year I had a lot of seminars. This year hasn't been as many. Um, I think parts. I just haven't been pushing them. Okay. Hardly okay. at all. Yeah. Um, I'm always, uh, up for doing seminars, especially when I'm trying to travel out of the country, just, yeah. just to try and hit up other ones. Absolutely. Um, but a question I always get asked, Hey, would you do one here? Would you do one there? I'll do seminars wherever, as long as, you know, you just, the, obviously pay for me to get there. Right. And then the fees. Now, if we're talking, if I'm already in, uh, you see yours, for example. Yep. And you have, uh, let's say Germany. Yeah. You're in Germany and I'm in Paris. Mm-hmm. You just have to pay for me from Paris to Germany. Oh, perfect. Or, or Paris to Germany and back, depending on uh, my mm-hmm. flight mm-hmm. back, if you uh, hit me up before or after Logistics. I already have tickets bought, yeah. mm-hmm. that type of stuff. Um, if I'm not already going and you want me somewhere, you literally just have to pay for me to get there and then my seminar cost. Oh, that's uh, perfect. So yeah. literally just like message on Instagram and that's where I basically do everything from. What about what about accommodations? What about hotels? Do they, do they uh, pay yeah, for that yeah, as well? Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's only right. Yep. If you're going to call somebody and have them come over. Well, listen, we've been going for about two hours now. And uh, I want to make sure you get an opportunity to uh, give a shout out to any of your sponsors, anybody you want to talk talk about. And uh, I want I want you to share how people can find you, Instagram, social media, all that stuff. Yeah, uh, sponsors always uh, Zebra. They've been with me since I was literally uh, sixteen. Yeah. So Zebra, I have my gee sponsor Oyeroy and Fighters Choice for supplements, which is always important yeah um and as far as finding me on social media it's instagram is the best thing uh i have facebook and stuff like that but i don't i don't use that yeah. hardly at all especially <laughs> for that stuff yeah um if you want to find me instagram is the best thing for for anything just to keep up with stuff or uh messaging about seminars or anything like that okay it's instagram just uh elizabeth clay bjj perfect perfect so before you go we got to do the lightning round of questions okay there are no wrong answers but you're a little young, so some of these may not apply, <laughs> all right? So you can you can pass, all right? You ready? No, you can't pass. Let's go. <laughs> Pick it up. No. All right, as fast as you can answer. Name a game show you think you could actually win. 
I don't even watch game favorite? shows. I'm too young for that. That was one right there. I knew yeah. that was going to go. Go. What's your favorite? Go. What's your favorite cheat meal? Uh, right now, tacos. What's the longest you've gone without brushing your teeth? Oh, that's gross. <laughs> probably, probably with flying. Maybe like some of those fights are longer, twenty four hours. Okay, a day. Uh, what's your go to karaoke song? I don't sing. Gun karaoke. to your head. Gun to your head. You got to do it. Ah! What would you sing? Gun to your head. I would die. <laughs> <laughs> what's a stupid song you actually secretly like? It's everything. Yeah. It's literally everything. Everything. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you kill bugs or yell for help? I kill bugs. Do you sleep in or take a nap? Oh, sleep in. Do you use a public restroom or hold it? Public restroom. Would you rather go into the future or back in time? Uh, future. DC or Marvel? Ooh, uh, there is a right answer. I, I know. I So you're going to say DC's right, but I'm going to say Marvel. Uh, no, 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 no. Marvel. No, Marvel? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. PlayStation or Xbox? Oh, PlayStation. All right. Liz Clay, thank you so much for doing this. I really had fun uh, having you on. Too bad we have to have Tojo in the room, but that's okay. We'll get past it. Thank you so much. I had to bring down the average. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Hey, listen, if you guys like the podcast, if you got something out of this, please follow us on uh, YouTube, on Instagram, the BJJ Foxcast. And we also have a Facebook page that we hardly ever use. We also have a website that I put no time into, so don't go there. All right. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Thanks, you. Thank you. All right. There we go. Good stuff. Now I have to pee. Me too. <laughs> you can have it first. We could have totally paused if you guys had to pee. We, uh. had, we had a room full of drunks in here. Everybody had to pee every two oh, really? minutes. Yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, it was Paul, Q, oh. and oh. John Cabet. Is it me? Because I thought they were drunk. Yep. Yeah.